Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adulting world and the world needs to deal with it. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. I was watching, um, uh, oh God, what is it? They're one of those uh, uh, movie reaction uh, channels. And is this girl? She's cute. Uh, and um, and then this, uh, then her buddy, and uh, they're from Canada. So it's cool when they make references about America. And then they're like, "Is that like that down there?" Like you know, like. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. but they were watching um, uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle, the first one with the Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just was watching it with them. And they're and they're cracking up with uh, Jack Black being the teenage girl, and all and everything. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot how it's it's cool too. Because sometimes I watch them and I think, God, I forgot how funny those movies were. Or it reminds me that I should probably maybe I should rewatch that movie. Um, yeah, those movies were great. Um, and then the, this other this other one where this guy is a total like movie nut. So he has a long list of movies that his wife hasn't seen. So they mm-hmm. start watching them. And I was watching one of their videos and they were watching the nice guys. And nice. I, I was like, uh, I was like, Oh, cool. I was watching that. And I was just like, God, that's such a funny ass movie. Uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie. No. Yeah. You know, remember when, um, Ryan Gosling goes falling off the, uh, off that, uh, patio and goes rolling down that hill and comes across the dead body. Yeah. That's Robert Downey Jr. was the dead body. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Cause, uh, well, because it was written and directed by Shane Black, who gave Robert Downey Jr. his next break when he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie he did when he got clean. And that's what led to to Marvel and Robert Downey Jr. is how he got Shane Black to direct Iron Man 3. But uh, when he was doing this, he just was like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever you want in there. So he's like, hey, you want to play Dead Body? So he's like, okay. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Got paid 15 mil. Yeah, you know. (laughs) And got like six points and like 20% off the back end. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, just for the, just to play a non-speaking role. (laughs) I swear Robert Downey Jr. is the only dude who is like, can be incredibly cocky and it doesn't annoy me. Like I saw a video of him um, talking about his watch collection, the modest watch collection for someone of his stature. He had like, he had like seven watches or something. And he was like, I don't know who, I don't know what this is, but it's very expensive. <laughs> like, stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> just laughing. Well, it's because half the time you're watching him and you're just thinking Tony Stark. Like, they're like, going, that's, 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 that's what Tony Stark would say. <laughs> also, too, I think we know that he's not actually a piece of shit. No, I, so, all, all yeah, that is a personality. He's putting that, it on, he's just yeah. being funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Like, 
goat. <laughs> you ever see that fucking that video clip they'll play? This is dude who's I don't know what he's talking about, but he's so fucking he's like a veins coming out of his fucking forehead, and he's like, that's why he's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> the girl <laughs> shit makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Looks like he's about to have a fucking heart attack. Those TikTok videos where you see those guys and the veins like coming out of the neck, you're like, bro, chill out. <laughs> Jesus, bro, you gotta have a fucking aneurysm before you. <laughs> um, I just you you report the TikTok. I think I just saw a guy die. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, <laughs> like that little that little vein in the middle of his forehead. I I saw it pop. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> I witnessed an aneurysm. I I watched it happen. <laughs> he started off cool, and then it just kind of escalated from there. I mean, literally, it escalated quickly. I'm frightened. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in a in Anchorman? You I, you killed someone with a trident. I think you should lay low for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hardcore. You killed him with a what? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot. I even have it in the show notes, like plans for Halloween. But I was like, oh, yeah, today is Halloween. Yeah, my, my kids. So they had like, they don't really like trick-or-treating. Like, they've never liked it. They think it's dumb. Like, they'd rather go to a like a, an event. So the the schools now have events usually for Halloween, hmm. especially if it's in the week, and um, they just went to that. They'll get plenty of candy, and there's like little games and stuff, and that's on that side of town. So and they'll get the colored fentanyl that everybody says that it's going to be handed out at at Christmas time at a Halloween right. time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my wife's with them, so the house is just me. And then I forgot I forgot it was Halloween. I was cleaning the kitchen. And um, someone's bangs on my fucking door. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look out. My, my door in my new house has a, um, it doesn't have a peephole. It has one of those little side windows. Oh, yeah. Which I don't like, but whatever. Um, <laughs> open it. You should, you should open it up and just have a towel around your waist. As you know. <laughs> yeah, bro. So um, it's teenagers. And they're not even in a costume. Oh, I hate those kids. And I can't. I honestly completely spaced it. It was Halloween. So I'm like, what the fuck do these people want? So, you know, I grabbed the bat. You know, I keep a bat by the door, bro. <laughs> you so opened they up, didn't see the bat. You opened, up, had you, you opened up the door. What the fuck you want? <laughs> <laughs> you charging this door. I'm going to jump back and fucking clink you right upside the head. So um, I opened the door. I'm like, can I help you with something? And he goes, oh, yeah, man, trick or treat. And I go, I, I remembered. But then I go, bro, you don't even have a costume on. <laughs> and he goes he goes i mean <laughs> like they were cool you know what I mean? but they were having a little bit too much fun that's why it was loud you know and um they look high as fuck too and i go i'm sorry man i'd give you candy but i don't have any he's like so good brother you might want to turn this light out though bro you don't know the rules i said my fault because I, I had the patio lights on <laughs> what you should have done is you should have just pulled out a gas shoot the light bulb and go is that good enough for you <laughs> They'd already be running. Fucking <laughs> so yeah. act like Craig from Friday when he has that gun. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Check yourself, fool. <laughs> yeah, but- you don't got it. He's, he's hear one of the kids go, you don't got to lie, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that um scared the shit out of me because I'm like, who are these people at my fucking door? Like, I was like, what the fuck? And then, because um, my house kind of creeps me out because... um. <laughs> 
I only I need to add lighting mm. and curtains. So my living room, there's no curtains. You don't even so, have blinds. No. Oh shit. So the windows are shut, but I can't see anything because there's only one 60 watt light bulb on my patio. <laughs> right by the patio door. The rest of the yard is pitch black. The pool is black. You could walk into the pool. You probably wouldn't even notice. Bruh, you need to get one of those like uh, outdoor uh, uh, wall units. You know, the ones you stick, those stakes you stick in the ground, you connect yeah. them. And then just put some like halogen lights in front. So what I want to do is I want to get. <laughs> Fucking put the, those lights that you can track airplanes with. <laughs> for real. I want to get some like dimmer lights that it's just enough light so I can see into the yard and then i want to get those sensor yeah um, but you don't have good vision anyway you get you get lorraine and the kids go why is it so fucking bright in here i can see if somebody's moving <laughs> i just can't see who it is um <laughs> fucking I alien get, those... <laughs> get the predator rolling around in your house and shit <laughs> i also want to get those floodlights with the sensors fucking catch a motherfucking lacking <laughs> coming to my damn yard but then I, then i'm freaking out because i'm like i have two gates so i've i've i'm not used to being in a house so I, I didn't think about these things. So I have a, I have an RV gate, like one of those big gates to oh, the backyard. Right. Yeah. And then I have a smaller gate to the on the other side of the house, which is where the fucking trash cans are. And um, neither have locks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, I got to get locks for these. And then I was like, but why? It's like people can't hop a wall. Like, what the fuck's the point? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, whatever. And then um, I told my wife, we get the situation situated. I need window sensors. You feel me? I need fucking, I need a camera on the door. She's like, Adam, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, got fucking barbed wire over on For the real. top of the fence and shit. It's My like, pool at night is electrified. Take a swim. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, the kid go, yeah, you go, you ever seen that, uh, that uh, Christmas story movie? Go ahead, stick your tongue against that pole. <laughs> it's right. like, yeah, electrify that motherfucker. You're going to be doing that again. <laughs> I'm actually going to have a, a, an extension for my pool bill and be a moat and go around the house <laughs> with crocodiles in that bitch. Come, come, come to that spot. <laughs> no, I, I do want to get some. I just don't like the no visibility makes me nervous. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do that pretty soon. I also, oh, I gotta I gotta let me let me tell this real quick before we even you know you know what we'll wait. So we get to the what did I do this week section. Because these motherfuckers is tripping. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't do anything for fucking Halloween. I don't get very many kids walking up and down the street. So, you know, that's been that way unless for... They're, unless they're selling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're selling that, you know, that uh, colored fentanyl to, you know... To the little kids, because you know they make so much. That's your that's your bracket right there. When I hear that shit, of like, oh yeah, these color fentanyl designed for kids. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Well, how much are you these? How much are these kids getting paid in allowance to buy fucking fentanyl? For real, drugs are expensive, guys. <laughs> like, that was one thing I saw um, online because they every year they say, oh, they're putting drugs in Halloween candy, and someone said drugs are expensive. No one's putting them in your kids' Halloween candy. It's a waste. <laughs> I know, and it's like you know because. And it was funny because I'm like, I know I can't be the only one thinking this. And then I saw um, Trevor Noah saying it and then hearing some other people going, they, they color it so they can differentiate certain ones. 
You know, and they're like, well, they're putting them in, in candy boxes and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so they can hide them from getting caught. And also that works for young people too. It's gimmicky. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about people who do fentanyl for fun. I don't think they're the biggest adults. They're not they're not paying their taxes. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Oh man, but yeah. So, and then and today I totally forgot it was Halloween. You know, it was Red Samaritans, and then I'm just all of a sudden I turn on the news and they're like, so yeah, the weather tonight should be pretty cool and crisp for going at trick or treat. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, it is trick or treaters, huh? So lock my gate, turn, put out, um, close my blackout curtains, and fuck them all. That's right. <laughs> my friend goes, "Are you?" I said, "Are you getting trick or treat?" He's like, "Oh, we just fill up a candy bowl and put it outside." I'm like, "Why even bother?" <laughs> and he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "If you're not handing candy out, why would you even leave it outside?" And he goes, "Well, why do you think just one kid's not? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You're not there. Yeah, just don't do it at all." It just seems like you're you're doing nothing with extra steps. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're not there, then I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't leave candy out because it only takes one little fucker to pour it all in his bag and then take off. Yeah, but even even then, my point was like, who gives a fuck? Why even bother? Like, who are you going to feel guilty if you don't leave candy out there? Who gives a shit? Go get candy somewhere else. And honestly, I don't think Halloween's as lit as a holiday as it used to be. It doesn't seem like a lot of people do it anymore. Well, yeah, a lot of them go to like events or malls now and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's what my kids do. It's fucking most people don't give out candy anymore. Yeah, to be honest, we just forgot, and I'm the only one here, and I'm busy, so <laughs> I can't be ha- handing out fucking candy while I'm recording a podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know, I'm the only one here, and I don't give a fuck. So, right, you know, I mean, yeah, nobody, nobody, I don't think anyone gives a fuck anymore. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I looked at some candy today, I was thinking like, hmm, ooh, full size Hershey bars. Okay, yeah, I may, I may get myself a thing of that. <laughs> yeah, I might swing by and get some candy tomorrow. You know, fifty yeah. <laughs> percent off. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Um. So. Dude, that trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. It seemed a little more mature than what we've seen in the last two movies. Well, it seemed like the movie is more important than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was going to be at the Guardians of the Galaxy tier. Like, a good movie, but isn't really affecting much. You know what I mean? But this one is like everything. <laughs> like it seems to be everything. Well, I remember hearing that they were going to have Kang in it, and yeah, and he's supposed to be like fucked up in this movie. From what I dude, hear, the men, the the just him being very low key, yeah, and very it was really fucking creepy. I'm like going, oh shit, like like homeboy is about to like throw down, and and the guy and the guy playing fucking Kang. I mean, he's going to have a good year next year. I mean, he's got oh, he's a, he's a great actor. I just recently watched. He was in um. This show called Lovecraft County. Oh yeah, 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 on HBO Max. I watched a couple episodes of that. Really good. Yeah, I never, um, I haven't gotten around to watching that. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a great actor. Um, so I'm happy that that he's going to be playing Kane because he's he's a pretty imposing dude. Yeah. And Kane is imposing. Well, he's supposed to be now. I mean, in the comic, he wasn't very fucking imposing. He was threatening for what he could do, but he was kind of goofy in the comic. But <laughs> yeah. it wasn't everybody. Dude, you know, back dude, I love that little nod with the helmet that he had in that one oh shot. God, dude, dude I saw that. I was like, oh, shit, they got the helmet on. 
I had the Kang action figure when they had um, back in the eighties when they did the whole Marvel superhero Secret Wars. Um, it was one of the few times that Marvel actually went and started licensing out, and they had these uh, with the branding Secret Wars on there, Marvel superhero Secret Wars, and they started releasing about four inch action figures um, from them. So I had Spider Man, I had um, Spider Man in the red and black costume, motherfucker. Um, nice. Uh, I had Kang, I had Reed Richards, um, I had Magneto, I had Iron Man, I had a, I had a, I had a quite a few of them, and uh, and uh, I remember getting that Kang one. So I was, when I saw him in that costume and he had the helmet, I was like, oh shit, I got the OG Kang. Uh, he's supposed, from what I hear, he's supposed to be in Loki too, and that's the rumor anyway. And it's supposed to be the Kang from this movie. Oh, okay, so this is going to be the main cane. I guess. Yeah, it looks good. I'm I'm excited to see it, and we get to see a whole like new world, basically. A whole new. I was world. just thinking that. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> Open your legs a bit wider. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but it's yeah, just, it's just a shooting star. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Steve. Steve. Hey, Jasmine was. You know. Jasmine, my favorite um, Disney princess. And she's and as reference to last week's podcast, you know, she's uh, she's worth manipulating, uh, you know, the the genitals. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I was a little kid when that movie came out. When did Aladdin come out? Like 93? Yeah. Something like that. I remember I'm like, why does this cartoon make me feel fun? <laughs> <laughs> like some the animators were in there when they put her in the red outfit at the I was like, guys, <laughs> please. I'm only one man. I can't. <laughs> oh man, when I remember when I went to go see that movie, um I went to go see Aladdin with my cousin, uh and uh, and my brother. And this was ninety three, so I think it came out like in the fall. So, you know, my, uh, my mom had died earlier that year and we were just kind of going out to have fun. So we decided to go to the movies to go see Aladdin. And I went with my, we went with my cousin and my brother who went to Chili's and there was this uh, waitress there who was, who was cute. And my cousin, such, he was such an idiot, always used to try no matter what to get it, to get with chicks and he tried to ask for her number. I knew he was, this was 93. So I think he was like 18, just out of high school, uh, about to go to, about to go to college. And he tried to get her number and she's like, yeah, I don't usually give my number out. And then we were just like, <clears throat> and I saw her there a lot. Cause me and my buddies, we used to go, it was either there or Fridays or some places, but sometimes we would go there and I'd seen her there quite a few times. So she got to know me and my buddy and, um, she, she tends to say, Hey guys, you know, and, um, and a, on a side note, a couple of weeks later, I went there, I asked for her number. She gave it to me. Um, You're fucking dick. <laughs> but that night when she turned him down, we just kept cracking on him the whole night. And when we saw Aladdin, we left, we go, damn, Aladdin scored. Sucks to be you, dude. <laughs> I would have said, fuck y'all clowns. At least I'm fucking out here selling. Y'all bitches out here doing nothing but talking shit. Oh, uh, man. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, anyway, um, I'm really, really, I'm actually 
really excited to see a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I mean, you say actually like it's a surprise. I, I figured you would be excited to see it. Well, no, I mean, I would have been like, okay, cool. That seems cool. But after seeing the trailer, it, it just reminded me. James Gunn is great at hitting that nostalgia factor. I think we're him and I are like literally a few years apart. And um, with those movies, Christmas special, it really kind of felt like when I was a kid and a movie was pop culturally popular at the time, the movies would have a Christmas special. And, yeah. you know, and we were just watching the uh, the Beauty and the Beast Christmas special because I have it on tape. Oh, shit. My daughter, my daughter wanted to watch it. <laughs> and, you know, and they had this a lot when I was a kid. And that's kind of what this feels like. It feels like he's going back to the childhood and giving us that holiday special that kind of we kind of grew up James with. James Gunn, I was thinking about it a while ago. James Gunn is good at a particular thing that a lot of directors don't do. Is he? It's like he makes a movie for the 90s and then modernizes it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like he's he's making like you look at um Guardians of the Galaxy or even this holiday special. It has that same vibe of what we like you said, of what we used to see back in the day, but he also modernizes it so it's not like campy and stupid. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah, it's pretty crazy cuz it will hit all the right notes. Yeah, and the fact that they have Kevin Bacon, I'm like, God, yes. Bro, I'm done with it. That's going to be so fucking funny. <laughs> he looked terrified in that fucking trailer. He throws a fucking Christmas tree down and takes out running. <laughs> and you know Kevin Bacon's a shit anyway. Oh, so that's, fuck yeah, That's going to be fucking great. So now Kevin Bacon is officially in the MCU. As himself. As himself, <laughs> really. Uh, I thought was, what I thought was funny was she's like, we need to see Kevin Bacon. We need to say, I just said that you have a squeak, uh, what do you say, a... a, a tiny voice i don't think yeah. they hurt you <laughs> I, I like that those two are fucking buddy copping it and shit. Like, it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. uh yes the whole, the whole pre- the, the best part about it and this is the thing that they used to do back in the 80s and the 90s the whole premise of it is literally ridiculous oh yeah like these alien people <laughs> are going hey there's like this holiday that they do on earth I think he'd really like it. <laughs> it's just so it's that it's that kind of cheese that that's wholesome. You know what I mean? Right. Like it makes oh, you know, you kind of excuse how dumb it is <laughs> because it's it's gonna be cute and it's gonna make you feel good and blah blah blah. I guess we're gonna get a big Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Good. I'm tired of the young one to be honest. Because when they because when they show in the special, you saw Big Groot again. I was like, oh shit. I uh, miss I miss regular size Groot. Yeah. The kid one is the teen one was funny. Yeah. <laughs> the kid one was like, I mean, I know he's supposed to be cute, but it's a fucking twig, bro. Like, where, where's where's my man Groot? I'm, I want to whoop everyone's ass again. <laughs> uh, you get a little sap in you. You get like pretty ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. The, te- the teenage Groot was funny. <laughs> all playing a game and shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm Groot, and they're all whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Groot. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, oh, I didn't put this in the show notes, but before we get to the last one on the in this part, um, did you did you see like that thing that the the I know I sent you like memes of of uh, the current uh, oh this the they recreated what Jesus would look like and that stuff. Did you see the did you see the one the original one that said that they re- digitally recreated what Adam looked like? Yeah, these uh, the original the original thing that was says that they that scientists were able to 
digitally recreate one what Adam looked like, and it literally is Vin Diesel. <laughs> How we don't even have an, a, a very accurate description. <laughs> yeah, and that's why everybody started doing those other ones, like the one I sent you. Clownish. Yeah, they're clouded shit. Where it's like you know, uh, because we we could. I mean, we have the tech now. If you have a description, then you and you know where they're from and stuff like that. They've put together some pretty accurate looking representations of people in the past, but not fucking Adam. <laughs> It's not like Eve was snapping a photo or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, they did this thing, and it was like, uh, and it looked like Vin Diesel, and everybody's like, yeah, and he's mostly concerned about family. (laughs) That's right. And then they did the, what was the one with Hulk Hogan, the one that I sent you? There was... uh, Joseph? Oh, yeah. No, Moses. Moses, yeah. Moses. Hogan was Moses. Moses. Then Andre the Giant was Joseph. (laughs) No, it was Jesus. Was it Jesus? Yeah, I thought it, it was Joseph. No, it was Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I, that, che- that one checks out. Like, <laughs> That's just accurate. I don't even know. I don't even know what the joke is there. <laughs> what somebody said about with Hulk Hogan, it's like, let my people go, brother. Because <laughs> it, just, it just says, you know, let my people go, brother. And in, your, in my mind, you hear that voice, let my, let people, my people go, go brother. brother. <laughs> <I'm a> maniac. <laughs> Did Moses really rip off his tank top in front of in front Bro, of you, when I was a kid, that I used to watch. I was a little too young to watch it when it was when it was out out. Mm. But I used to watch like the old eighties wrestling when I was a kid because they they used to play it. I forget where though, but they used to play like a classic sports or something. Mm-hmm. And it used to amaze me when I was a child when he ripped that shirt off. Like, that's like butter. And then you find out they, they cut it a little mm. bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's also massive, so it's not <laughs> difficult for him to do. I used to try to rip my shirt. I'm like, Ugh. My yeah, mom's I like, knock that shit out. <laughs> I remember one time where I uh, – when I was a kid, I did the whole Superman thing with a button shirt, and then I just ripped it, and it went like that. And my mom was like, what did you do? But it was those snap button ones. Like I was like, because I could never rip open a one that had sewn buttons, because those things were fucking hard to rip yeah. open when you were a kid. But the machine put them bitches on. <laughs> but I used to do that. I still do it now, because I have had I have some a couple of John's old dress shirts, and uh, they, have, they were the Western shirts, so they snap on the front. So every time I take it off, I just do that rip. I mean, you have to. And I just start, I start laughing at myself going, I'm still a fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) I still, I, when I go up to automatic doors, I still wave my hand like a fucking Jedi to open (laughs) my doors. I do too. My wife, every time, was like, what are you doing? I remember (laughs) I was at work one time and someone clowned me. And, and I did it. You, you know how Jedis do it. How fucking Obi-Wan puts the one finger up and kind of just almost delicately yeah. just swipes the door open. And I go, just do it, bro. We're just having fun. Just whatever. And my friend did it, but he did it just like a Sith would do it. And I go, you fucking bastard. <laughs> and he just, he gave me the darkest look. I'm like, you about to catch it in the parking lot. You keep fucking around, bro. <laughs> yeah, I remember with that shirt that I had, um, I was at work and uh, this is when I was working at the toy store. And then we were fucking around, me and the two other guys. It was just the guys working that day, and we were just fucking around. And then they they were picking on me, and then I went, ah! And I just ripped the shirt, like, right, yeah. in, right in front. Oh, I've got to tell you the best part of that. So that same day, we were outside, because this is back when I smoked. And um, I, I, was, I was getting my cigarette out, and he goes, 
I was telling the, I was telling somebody else how he's a Sith and he's can't be trusted or whatever. <laughs> and uh, by the way, at this time I'm 33. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I put a cigarette in my mouth and my friend goes, "The door's either open or closed. Doesn't matter how you do it." And I I light the it's so dramatic, right? I light the cigarette, take a draw, and go. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck you, Adam. You win this entire <laughs> argument." I said, "Yeah, fuck you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That is awesome. So fucking great. I just remembered that. <laughs> Smiling like I was back then. I so fucking cool. Bro. That's it. Life's over. You're done. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I peaked. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing you're going to tell your your grandkids and your great-grandkids, you know. <laughs> yeah. Peaked. Peaked. I made a Star Wars joke at work one day. <laughs> a perfectly timed Star Wars joke? There's nothing left to achieve. You know, I know we're I know we're not supposed to think smoking is cool, but that long drag before I said it, come on, dude. Come on. Bro. <laughs> sexy as fuck. <laughs> Girls are throwing themselves like, oh my god. It's like you could literally hear the panties drop, like right. <laughs> Some fucking James Dean shit, motherfucker. What's up? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're in a tuxedo, like fucking James Bond, and in the background, <laughs> in in the background, you hear da da. That's right. <laughs> and then suddenly, there's a bar there. Somebody's shaking up a fucking martini. What's up? <laughs> and I'm just constantly lighting cigarettes. It never ends. <laughs> Lady comes up and goes, Ivana. Ivana, fuck you a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So, Kanye's had a rough week. <laughs> I mean, of his own doing. There's a conspiracy right now that he um, he wanted to get out of his contracts, and he did this. I'm like, no, he needs help. Yeah. That's, he, he did this because he needs help. Yeah, the conspiracy theory is you guys think he's okay. The <laughs> problem is we all know, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before, Kanye West is mentally ill. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. But the problem is he's so rich that no one's going to tell him that. Yeah. Because they're, they're he's giving them money, so they're going to just whatever. And you have this situation where he's saying all this wacky shit, and then a lot of these alt-right cats, like Big Hugh, I saw Candace Owen out there. Yeah. Holding his hand to, oh, my God, you're such a hero. No, bro. And a lot of Republicans are like, no, that <laughs> man needs help. Yeah. But the alt right is like latching on because he's a famous dude. It's like, yeah, but what the alt right is always out of touch. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, the, but you got to remember well, too, Kanye the, is famous, but now he's infamous. Like yeah. everyone thinks he's a whack job now. Every time somebody says infamous, I always think of fucking the Three Amigos. Yeah, you know, is it infamous? And he's not. He's not just famous. He's infamous. infamous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that what's funny is that the alt right jumps on it because it's like Kanye is saying what we've believed for such a long time, so it's it's right. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know if you said Jewish stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of them are are saying because, yeah. you, which is so funny to me because the alt right you hear about this like we need to protect Israel, we need to protect Israel. Why? They they are the land of the people you don't like. Like I they don't... like them when they're over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like them when they're over here. Yeah, it's just, it's so, like, I, I don't know if you saw that, but there, um, over the, um, over the, four, was it the 405 or the 101? Uh, one of those freeways, that group put a sign hanging off the overpass that said Kanye was right. 
I did see that. Yeah. And you're going to get that. And I, I feel like a, you're going to get wackos that that come out. And well, then you're the, also going to get people that are just going to be fucking stupid and troll because well, it's, LA, get some tension. LAPD said that this is a known um, anti-Semitic group that ah. they've had on their radar for a long time. But it's like, you know, Kanye's emboldening them, you know, because. I never understood. Like, what did the Jewish people ever do? You look through history. Mm-hmm. These, these, these poor bastards have been shit on. For so just for, for fucking eons, and, and what's funny too is the people that are doing this are claiming to be Christian God fearing people, and and that's what makes me angry as a Christian. It pisses me the fuck well, off. A lot of um, but but before before you you go, uh, yeah, yeah. It, the re, you know these people claim to be Bible thumping God fearing Christians, and they hate the Jews. But in the Bible, the Jews are God's chosen people. I do not understand this. Well, and I've spoken to people. I've spoken to people who who believe this. It's it's usually the evangelical Christians, yeah. and they they were the chosen people, but then denied Jesus. So now they're not special anymore. Now they're <laughs> now they're just as bad as a Muslim. <laughs> Jesus. For the record, Muslims aren't bad. I'm just saying that's in the their... context of that what they would say. Yeah. Um. But it's um, it's it's a classic. I read a couple verses in the Bible. I'm now an expert on what God thinks. No, 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 I no. I speak no. for him now. No, 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 no. I heard a couple of verses of the, from the that's supposed that's the truth. You know, they didn't re- actually read it. Um, that's why they say, let my people go. <laughs> that's why they Leave had the Jewish that, people alone. That's why they had to have Hulk Hogan to get them out of fucking Egypt. You know, that's, you know what it is too. Look, through, look through Hulk Hogan. Look through, <laughs> look through history. Okay. So the Jews were oppressed, right, for so long. And then as soon as – let's say after – just to keep it more relevant. After World War II, they – you know, a lot of them moved to America or they moved to other European countries or something. Some stayed in Germany and flourished there too. And they did very well as a culture, like especially over here. Like a lot of successful people – a lot of successful people are Jewish, Jewish heritage and stuff like that. And that's – that's where the rednecks have an issue because oh that jewish dude's a lawyer obviously is some fucking money-grubbing piece of shit you know because they don't have it and it's like no it has nothing to do with them being jews has everything to do with them not being a jackass (laughs) because it's always a cultural thing and i've seen the same thing happen with people not liking asian people Mm -hmm. like asians i bet you're good at math that's not an insult you should also be good at math. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, it's so weird to me. And it's this American thing of making fun of people who are smart or make the right choices. Like, if someone makes all the right choices in life and they're not an asshole, but they're more successful than whatever, well, damn, like, that's something to look up to. Some, you know, maybe learn something from him or something like that but most people don't do that most people are like oh he's doing better than me he's obviously a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) it's fucking crazy bro yeah and what was funny too was the fact that he's like adidas can't do shit i could say i could be as anti-semitic as i want and they can't get rid of me two couple days later uh adidas has terminated their partnership with uh with fucking with kanye and i'm just like almost almost like well, he said something anti-Semitic. Well, he said, yeah, he's he's he, and his and the German shoe company. 
probably didn't want the optics. Well, that's what people said, people no. were saying. People were saying that they had no choice. You know, yeah, even if they wanted to stay, they couldn't. Yeah, they're too. The the imagery is too is too big for them. Well, and also, too, some someone even asked me, one of my dumbass friends. He's like, "Don't you have Adidas shoes?" I go, "Yeah." He's like, "You're gonna have to throw them out because it's kind of I'm like, no, I'm not. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't care." That one man said something dumb, so now I can't buy fucking shoes. Go away. One one of the things that people were kind of saying, like, why the fuck did they take so long? And then people were like, this was a big deal. They, they're they taking, a, I think, like a $200 million loss. Yeah, they this. can't just jump on a call and go, hey, Kanye five minutes ago said some wacky shit. He's done. We're yeah. done. Announce it. They, yeah, like, yeah they up. said they had, the lo- had to have the lawyers look in and make sure that, you know, what they could do. And they were, they they probably had some type of, you know, uh, what do you call PR clause that if he did something that was totally, you know, that's why I try, I try very hard not to listen to anyone on the internet because it's that kind of mentality (laughs) on all sides of all arguments. Yeah. Well, and this isn't moving fast enough. It's like you don't click a web page in real life. Okay. Things, the, the wheels need to turn in order for something to happen. Or also too, people start freaking out because like, let's say with Adidas, if if they kept Kanye West, like they let's say they just decided to go through the contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for his ugly ass fucking shoes, <laughs> um, there would be people that would say you're basically Hitler if you own Adidas shoes. Yeah, as yeah. I sit here in my Adidas flip flops next to my Adidas Adidas uh, sneakers, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I, while it's I'm sitting here with my Adidas hat and my Adidas shirt. With my Adidas gym shorts, Adidas socks. That's right. We stay Adidas flexed out. <laughs> um, I had uh, the the Russian by the way, by the way, I, by, apart. by the way, I'm not sitting in Adidas footwear. I'm actually sitting in nothing at all. So you know. <laughs> there you go. But with think the, about with, it, that, but don't think about it. He's got the Adidas logo <laughs> tattooed on his dick. <laughs> um, Get closer and it gets bigger. <laughs> I just think it's funny, like this whole oh, this one thing happened, so we have to ban the ban the uh, company it's like stop doing things just because they make you feel warm and fuzzy inside is if you banned every company that ever did something wrong you would live in the forest <laughs> like because most of these people that complain about the shit like it was so funny to me those um those activists lately that have been throwing paint and cake and shit at oh, God, paintings yeah. and doing nothing because all these paintings are in glass um which i didn't know i didn't know um the mona lisa was in glass yeah. And then I heard they threw cake at it, and I went, oh, my God. Like, I was <laughs> like, because that's important, bro. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, these these people probably all have iPhones in their pocket. And they and I, I wouldn't even worry myself to explain the audacity <laughs> of what they're telling other people to do while they have an iPhone in their pocket. Yeah. Like, it, we're all hypocrites because we're all – we all live in a system. There's no, we can't li- not be in the system. You can do what you can. You know, if something's overt, you know, if a fucking, if an entire company is like, hey, we give 50% of our proceeds to anti-Semitic foundation. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? It's like, it's like fucking, it's just silly. Like they go, oh, well, um, Apple, what did they say? Like Apple um, utilizes labor in countries that don't treat their workers fairly and i'm like okay so does everybody else yeah 
Like, what do you want me to do? Not have a cell phone? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess I could, but then I'm going to be fucking assed out. You know, it's just foolishness. I don't know. I'm ranting now, but it's just foolish. My favorite, though, my favorite news of this week was him getting escorted out of Skechers. Um, <laughs> He's not even allowed in Skechers. Because <laughs> he wanted to, to do a deal with them at Skechers. Was, and even Skechers was like, nope. Did you see that commercial that I sent you from SNL? That parody of uh, that was supposed to be the Skechers brand. Um, I sent that to you with the one from um, the Kelly oh, Lake I, one. I forgot to watch it. I yeah. saw it, but I forgot to watch. it. Yeah, it's it's the Skechers uh, ad that's basically like, yeah, we don't stay. We stand against anti-Semitism, so we even escorted Kanye out. And then they start going to like, does that make us heroes? No, but it. But think about it though. Even Skechers says no to Kanye. Like, <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it, it was, it's fucking hilarious. I dug it. Um, and then, like, uh, they have one, of course, they have one black chick in there. She's like, everybody's saying, oh, Kanye's crazy now. Now? Yeah, he's been crazy. <laughs> he was even crazy when he was cool. Yeah. He's always been a little off. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just getting worse because you, again, you're surrounded by people that enable you because you're making them money. Yeah. He's basically a ba- a bank machine yeah. for most people. I mean, he was married to that Kim Kardashian chick. If anyone should have helped him, it was his wife. Too bad he picked the most superficial woman on the planet <laughs> to be his wife. So yeah. he's she's not going to help him either. Uh-huh. You know, and then also when you're that powerful, like you have that much money. Because someone made a good point. Um, there's this chick. Uh, actually, she's kind of a feminist. There's this young lady. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to piss her off. Um, goes by the name of Denisha Carter. She's on TikTok, and she talks a lot of poignant stuff, and and it's it's pretty cool to listen to her takes on stuff. And um, she was talking about the black. She's black. She was talking about the black community and how um, and how uh, black people are held back because they don't they don't own property and stuff like that and then and then she goes we're held back because we don't buy property and she brought up kanye west is like well he's out here making goofy shoes that no one should buy (laughs) (laughs) he could be he could be you know buying property and promoting black businesses and stuff like that she made some really good points that i can never repeat in a public square um (laughs) but i mean it's uh it, it was just interesting, but Kanye West is um, is a sick man and needs medical attention. There was I saw this TikTok of this um, rapper. I, I I've never heard of this rapper before, but you know they're a dime a dozen nowadays. But he was gone back to his home in Detroit or his hometown in Detroit, and he go and he shows this neighborhood beautiful, like l- lots of space there. But all the ha- houses are abandoned, broken down. He goes, this is an illegal dumping yard where people dump their stuff. He goes, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy all these properties, rebuild these homes, he goes, and make this a viable neighborhood again. See, and that's some, that's some real shit. And yeah. a, lot of, a lot of young rappers now have been doing that. that uh, this is new white rapper, Jack Harlow. Um, and oh, he's yeah. been... Yeah, I heard about him. Kind of a pop rapper. He's got a nice flow to him and stuff like that. But he's popular with the ladies, good-looking guy or whatever. And he, they found out because he didn't promote any of it. But he kept going home and building like rec centers for the kids. And he, I think he he put money into a library, like stuff like that. Like do that shit. 
you know, if if you want, if you if you're so upset that the kids or the kids in your old neighborhood didn't have the opportunities and blah blah, then give it to them. Yeah. Don't just come complaining because that's that's what's all. It's just been weird to me. Like you're you're complaining to the same people you're saying are not giving it to you. Yeah. So circumvent them, you know, and get it for for yourself. But it's and I'm not just talking about black neighborhoods there's plenty of white neighborhoods that are also trash and they don't fucking do anything about it either yeah. you know so it's it's just sad to see and i don't know why we're on this topic but kanye west is a lunatic so. <laughs> all right so adam yes what did you do this week quite a bit actually um yeah i know when you were telling me i got tired <laughs> so i did some digital cleaning Okay, spring cleaning in the fall. Swapping out um, some of that old porn for new ones. That's right. Yeah. My uh, my backup drive had had become a dump. Like <laughs> just, I just kept putting stuff there and not really caring. Um, so I um, completely reorganized that. It took me two hours. Completely reorganized it. Deleted a lot of stuff that didn't need to be there. Defragmented it because it's a hard drive. Um, I also I needed to I needed Windows for work. Uh, so I reinstall Windows. I actually have Windows 11. Let's check out the new update. So all my shit's like super modern right now. <laughs> like like I'm living – I feel like I'm living in the fucking future and everything. I got Office installed. You know, everything's super clean. Got all my emails on Outlook. I reorganized that. I moved everything off of my Gmail account to my um, Microsoft and Apple account. And that's that's – you know, you, you can't just do that – I did it mostly, but there's still stuff coming in <laughs> that I address that comes in. Um, so a lot of stuff with that. And then I was clean. I cleaned the garage out because um, it since the move, it became <laughs> like my backup drive. <laughs> just people dumping shit in there. I was like, I need to get on this before it becomes so big that I don't want to do it because um, we still have to store a lot of stuff in there because we're waiting for some of the kids to get new beds with like storage and stuff so like my daughter hannah a lot of her stuff's in boxes still um so did that i got some free furniture uh, did you get uh, did they have usb connections i don't know it hasn't been delivered yet ah. um but we got like a 50 inch tv with a stand and a leather leather or pleather uh couch the, with like fucking recliner seats and uh, um and cup holders and shit. So out here living fucking, the dream. We out here, bro. My wife's like, but the cats are gonna tear it up. And I'm like, uh huh. Hmm. Shouldn't have bought them. I don't know what to tell you. Cats make everything look ugly. Yeah. So I told her, I'm like, your house will never look good. It's gonna be covered in cat hair, and they're gonna ruin everything. I told you this before you bought them. <laughs> That's why I don't let them in my room. <laughs> so you figure it out um i watched a show called the watcher um and i'm actually gonna pull it up i watch it with my wife um i'm trying i she watches things that i i wouldn't usually watch um but i've been trying to like you know watch shit that she's watching um it was on Netflix, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was really good, actually. It's based on a true story. Um, it was an unsolved. Um, they moved into this beautiful house. Um, and they 
were from New York City, moved to New Jersey, which for those that don't know, a lot of people live in New Jersey suburbs and then travel into New York to work. Um, it has um, an actor I really like, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Um, he, he was in Ant-Man actually recently, but he's been in a bunch of shit, but he's, he's cool. And he's playing an Italian, a New York Italian, you know, and he's pretty, he was, he's from Jersey, but I mean, still same thing. Don't tell them that, but same thing. <laughs> um, and there was a scene, it was the funniest scene in the whole fucking show where the neighbor is screaming at him because no one wants him to change the house because it's like an old house. And there's like this, these group of yentas in the neighborhood that call themselves the preservation society or whatever. Mm. And technically, and this is true back East, um, they'll have these preservation societies that do have jurisdiction on the outside. They're basically HOAs for old neighborhoods. So you can't change the outside of your home too much. It has to look like it originally looked, but you can do whatever the fuck you want inside. It's just the neighborhood is, is to be kept the way it was. It's uh-huh. it's an East Coast thing. And West Coast don't care. They knock shit down all the time. Um, but he was outside and the chick was like, why are you changing the counters? Because you got these beautiful butcher block counters. I was I, I felt like such a dad. I was like, these are some nice fucking counters. You see that? <laughs> um, and uh, and he goes because they were white counters before some kind of marble. And he said. He goes, I'm a, I'm Italian, okay? I don't want, I want Italian because he got Italian wood butcher blocks. And the, the lady goes, and he goes, the marble was Italian, you moron. And he goes, yeah, but if I'm making red sauce, it's gonna stay. He goes, why am I fucking explaining this to you? <laughs> <laughs> it was great, dude. But the whole, pre- the whole premise of it is, the acting was superb across the board. Everybody was amazing in it. Um, the, the wife was uh, another one that. Oh yeah, I have it up right now. Yeah, it's Naomi uh, Watts. Naomi Watts, yeah. Um, anyway, I keep I keep fucking stepping on my own lines. the The whole premise of the show is that they move into this beautiful house, and then someone send, starts sending him letters that are very detailed about his family, saying that these they're watching him and and they protect the house and you know real serial killer creepy shit. Um, and they basically drive him fucking crazy. Like he's paranoid all the time. And of course he is, he should, you know, and it's just these series of events. Like he hires a private eye and it's, it's one of those shows that it's not really a horror, but it's very suspenseful and you're kind of put in the, in the seat of the father, um, so you keep going, oh, it's this guy. And then you go, no, wait, it's this guy. Oh, no, wait, it's this chick. Oh, no, wait. And you you think it's everybody <laughs> because you're so fucking – you're losing your mind with them. It was done very good, uh, very, very quality. Um, and it kind of re- – my wife was like, see, you should watch some of this stuff with me. And I said, well, I mean I don't want to watch the gore dumb shit, but that that was pretty good. So I do definitely something I suggest, especially if you're into um, true crime because it's a very true crime thing. My wife's into that shit. Um, last but not least, not too important, but um, I started playing a game on my phone, Steve, like a real gamer. <laughs> um, I, I had the card game itch, uh, which I get Steve knows every once in a while. I want to play a card game. And um, I like Magic the Gathering. It's my favorite. But on the phone, it's a little rough. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of reading to be on the phone. Uh, but then um, 
there's this game called Marvel Snap that just came out. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Um, it's a little card game. You have different superheroes on the cards. And then it has this interesting mechanic where there's three locations on the board. And they're locations from this, like, Baxter Tower and, you know, fucking shit like that, Asgard. Mm-hmm. And each location has uh, a modifier, like something that it will do. Uh, like you'll every character will get extra this or, or there's a penalty or whatever. And then the, the goal of it, there's only six rounds. So it's, it's definitely geared for the phone. There's mm-hmm. only six rounds. And the, the whole goal is to um, is to be dominant in two out of three locations. Sounds very simple. But then you start there's strategies and stuff that you start learning. But it's really fun. Like I've been, I've been, you know, throwing it on while I'm waiting for somebody and the, um, you collect cards and then you can upgrade the cards and it's, um, you can buy stuff, but I don't feel the need that I have to. Usually I'll play phone games until I feel like I, I'm supposed to buy something and then I delete the game (laughs) because I don't spend money on phone games. Um, but, uh, you're not their target demographic. No, I'm not. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's a, it's a nice fast paced game. Uh, I still did start playing Magic the Gathering again, though, because it's not a very complicated game. Like, the cards don't even have writing on them. It's it's very simple, um, but perfect for on the go. So if you like games like that, definitely. Um, it's kind of cool because there's two upgrades per card, right? And you earn it. One's called The first one's called a frame break. So it will change the art where it looks like the, the hero is breaking out of the card. Oh, uh-huh. And then the next one is 3D. The card will look 3D. Oh, and nice. stupid shit like that. I'm like, who is cool? You know, <laughs> it was cool. I definitely uh, suggest you should download it too because I was seeing some off the wall Marvel characters, the like ones that I don't even recognize on cards. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh shit. So, <laughs> well, that's cool. So, uh, what I did this week? Um, Fucking nothing. I was playing. <laughs> uh, manipulated my. Uh, my uh, genitals a lot in um, a masturbatory manner in a masturbatory manner that's right um and uh i watched because it came out last week when we on the day we did the podcast and i and i never i didn't actually get to see it before we did the show but i finally watched uh the doctor who uh the full episode uh was, uh and um uh, it was the the what is she the 14th doctor her uh her finale and it was really cool i really i really enjoyed it they brought um back some companions from the 80s uh they brought them into the into the mold and a lot of them haven't worked with the doctor so when they saw her they were just like what you know kind of like uh, perplexed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they did a lot of fan service. They even brought back in a really cool, um, scene, the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth doctor. Um, and, uh, it was really cool to, to see all of them. Even the, um, the, uh, Paul McGann, who only played the doctor in one movie and then did that little short before they tur- before he turned into the war doctor. Um, he got his little bit. And it's funny because, you know, she's forced to regenerate because of the master. So she's in this purgatory. And when she comes up to this rock, she sits with 
the first doctor, which is the new actor that played the first doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's in this black, you know, Time Lord robe. And he's talking to her. And as the camera moves around, the the it turns into the fourth doctor or the fifth doctor, the eighth doctor, the seventh. Oh, so it keeps you know, jumping around. It keeps jumping around. And it was really cool, except the eighth doctor, she goes, and she looks at him. She goes, why aren't, what's, what's with your clothes? And he goes, what do you mean? She's like, you're not wearing a robe. He looks at her and he goes, I, I don't like the robes. And then it changes to the seventh doctor and goes, there's always one, you know, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, it was cool because she did this little bit where she, uh, um, she put a neural implant in the companion's arms so they can see, um, get messages from the, the AI of the doctor. But the cool thing was when they encountered the older companions, the, you would see her, but then it would fritz and then it would be the doctor they knew would appear there. So they actually got these little moments of where they actually, because a lot of them were kind of abandoned or they left abruptly. So they kind of had their little closures. And it was, it was really cool to see that. And then at the end, which I never, I didn't, I realized I'm like, I'm surprised they don't have that. They have a, a at the end, you got a companion support group. <laughs> and, um, there was like a bunch of them there. Well, yeah, cause he or she just bails on people. Yeah. Most of or the time. either they leave or yeah, they, or she bails on them or whatnot. And, um, the, the one that I thought was really cool is they actually had the dude from the very first doctor, one of the first companions of the show, of oh, this shit. series, Ian Chesterton. Cause I, they had name tags on him and I saw and I was like, that dude looks like, and then I saw his tag that said Ian. I was like, Oh fuck, they brought him. And they're, they're asking the, the ace and, um, I can't remember her other name, but, um, they, they're asking, um, Yaz, they're like, how is she? And it's like, she's, she's good. She'll, she'll, She's going to be fine. And then Ian looks at her and goes, excuse me, did you say she? <laughs> and uh, so it was really cool. I enjoyed it. And then, of course, the 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 very the regeneration was kind of like, whoa, OK. So I'm really excited that Tennant's back, uh, my doctor. Um, so, yeah, so apparently he's going to play the doctor for three specials um, next year which is the whole 60th anniversary, and then he regenerates into the new Doctor. So I'm curious how that whole thing is going to run. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So Yeah, it was, it was the little scene where he, um, he came out was kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that outfit was lo- looking pretty slick on him, though. You know, like, yeah, man. He got that vest, and it's, what was that, uh, that scene between him and Michael Sheehan? It's like, I was in four Twilight movies. I'm the doctor. Not anymore, baby. <laughs> and then it cuts right to the, right to him regenerating into the doctor. <laughs> um, I voted, uh, did my mail in ballots. I'm sure that pisses off some conservatives out there. Um, oh my God, this ballot in California. Oh my God. Proposition 26 and 27. They're both kind of the same thing. They kind of back to yeah. one another. And then there's prop 30, which is, an extra tax for rich people to produce, I think it's like energy efficient cars, but the bill is spot, but the, the proposition is sponsored by Lyft. And everybody's like, why is Lyft in this whole thing? And, uh, and everybody's like going, well, Lyft has actually, you know, people that are for it, like, well, you know, Lyft ha- did the thing, but you know, they're, they're not expected to see any gains on this. And I was like, bullshit. 
I'm like, that's bullshit. No company does this out of the goodness of their fucking heart. And then somebody said, they go, yeah, they go, while they don't have any outright, like they don't get any money from the taxes that are collected, they will see benefits of using energy efficient cars will give them subsidies and breaks. And I was like, yeah, there we go. And they could also justify paying their drivers less. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, But I mean, that doesn't necessarily make them an evil company. I wouldn't invest money if it didn't fucking benefit me either. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, yeah. So there, there was that, but that thing is fucking insane. Um, But yeah, I voted for that. Um, And then um, I started watching this documentary series on Peacock called Shadowlands. And it's basically a TV version of a series of articles that was done by the Atlantic. One of the things that is interesting about it is that each episode doesn't follow like a certain set of people, which I'm kind of glad because that can get old really quickly. Um, they, they follow a topic like the first ones was norm. Well, what they consider normies getting in trouble for September 11th and, you know, and the people that they, that knew them before. And it was one of the, one of the persons that they, uh, they talked to was this, friend of a woman who got killed in there and um she they she was caught up in storming the capitol and got trampled to death and um you know and and they're like what was she like before this and they were just saying like how they were a totally different person and then quarantine happened and they fell down that rabbit hole of you know all this stuff and you know she's like you know, she's saying she goes, you know, and her one of her last messages was, you know, she's going to Washington to fight for, you know, her truth or what she perceives as truth and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and that kind of brings me a little solace that she was fighting for something she believed. And I go misguided. I go, you're trying to romanticize this a little bit. Like, you know, she was misguided. It's OK to miss your friend, but know that she made a fucking mistake. Um <laughs> And, and the problem that I have with, with some of these is that, yeah, they're trying to put this human face to it. But to me, it's like, why should I feel compassion for these people? These people didn't have to go to jail because some of the, um, like the other chick that I was telling you about when I was texting you, she's got charged for, uh, storming the, the Capitol. So she has to go to court and, you know, everybody in her little town, of course, supports her. And, you know, she's like, I'd rather die than go to jail. I was like, oh, give me the fucking break. Like, I'm like, you know, you didn't have to go. Like, that's my issue. It's like, you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to do this. But you did it anyway. And it's the whole, like, people getting caught up in shit. They don't think about the consequences of their actions at all. And you could see it on on the face of some of the people during the, um, during the, the, whatever the fuck they call it, the storm, the capital or whatever. Even the people that were walking around the cab, you saw a couple cats in the back that have this like deer in the headlights look like they're just following like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm supposed to be in here, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's it's very important no matter what political side you're on, because the, both sides fuck up in this way sometimes. Think. Be your own person. <laughs> Come up with with your own beliefs and thoughts. Don't just groupthink. Groupthink is dangerous. And that that January sixth was a perfect example of groupthink gone bad. Ninety nine percent of those people in that crowd barely knew why they were there, 
what's what's hilarious to me is that this the the group think is what they consider free thinkers. My favorite is, well, I'm a free thinker, and it's like, oh, no, you're not. You're thinking just like everybody else. That's a fucking trope of humanity. I remember when I was in high school, you had the punk rock kids who were anti-establishment <laughs> and anti-conformity, but they all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's, re- these guys are dumb. Remember like, in South Park that kid that would be the nonconformist kid? Yeah, and they were all dressed in black, all had the same haircut. It's like, yeah, it's like, listen, we all conform to something. Yeah. We do. I mean, we're a social species. It's not it, you don't have to be the weird dude who lives in the woods. Like we all conform to some societal norm. Just conform to one that isn't hurting other people. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, you can't put your inconvenience above the rights of others. You just can't. Well, like you know, they like they say your personal freedom is at the end um stops at the end of your nose. Around you I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um but one of the the one that I was talking to you about, she, the one that was going to have to go to court, she was worried that she would have to go to jail. So she gets this carpenter dude who's apparently on YouTube and social media talking about sovereign citizenship and goes to him for legal advice. I'm like, motherfucker, you install windows. Like, I don't, where's your law degree? Where's all this? He's like, and he goes, nobody judge wants me in a courtroom because I can debate them into oblivion. And I'm like, that's you not debate in a courtroom. <laughs> I go, that's not how it works, dude. I go, you know, it's... you prove a point through evidence and it's law. A, it's like, I know. And it's kind of like, have you never watched Law and Order or even Matlock, Perry well, that's, Mason? That's like, part of the problem, though. A lot of the law shows make it look like. They're just screaming at each other all the time. Nine times out of ten, the only one yelling is the fucking judge. Yeah. Because one of the lawyers is j- jacking off or something or trying <laughs> to be slick. And the judge is like, no. It's basically court in the simplest terms. I told my wife this. Court is two people who believe opposite sides of the coin are trying to convince the judge of something. Yeah. Or the jury, depending on how big big it is. It isn't a big fucking philosophical debate. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is nothing to debate. The and, law is the law. And this the, the her his argument to her was that the court has no jurisdiction over her because she is a free and sovereign citizen, which is a made up thing. Exactly. And so she goes into court and the the judge says you can listen in, but there's no cameras in the courtroom. So everybody's listening and, you know, they're saying that she has the prosecutors like, you know, she's claiming that the rules don't apply to her. And, you know, this it's obviously she wants the case dismissed and, you know, she's refusing to do this. She's refusing to do that. And then the judge is like, well, you know, you're refusing it. She's like, she goes, sir, I have letters here that say I'm a nice person and I don't pose a threat. And he goes, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he goes, you're not doing anything we, anything that we require you to do. And she could have just shut up and just say like, okay, you know what? Fine. I'll do what you need me to do. But no, like a typical Karen, she opens her fucking mouth and starts saying that she ha- they, he has no right to do anything that he's about to do she's a free american she can you know she doesn't resolve he's like all right 30 days in jail yeah the judge doesn't care yeah like and, he's like I-, I have other shit to do yeah and she's you know? they're squinting around she's like you hear the voice and i'm cracking up because she's like get your hands off me stop don't don't what are you don't touch 
watch me. God, blah, blah, blah. and she's screaming. Steve, Steve was all fired up telling me about it while he was watching it. He, at first, he said it was because she was white, and then it was because she was a woman. He was all over the place. <laughs> and know what kind of privilege this person was tapping into. Uh, but I first said, I go, see, that's the thing with these Karen people. And then I go, actually, no, it's kind of a woman thing. You know, they, they just don't know when to kind of just shut their mouth and like let things fucking happen. You can send your Which, angry emails to the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. You can send your emails... But if you take a long, hard look at yourself and the people around you, you know it's accurate. Come on, <laughs> come on bro. Not, uh, maybe not always in that scope, but in the house, come on, dude. But uh, but yeah. So episode one was about those two. So I was like, okay, what's episode two? But the subject of episode two was the uh, grift of social of these of uh, these people. So it's what are these, you know, the, the, how these people are making money. So they were going into Alex Jones, um, uh, Chowder, all these people that you see on social media and stuff like that, that, you know, and it was all the same thing. And it was, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, the liberal elites are coming after you. And the only way you can survive this, if you buy my supplements, we have these supplements here. And then they were showing like this one chick that used to be on, on OAN news. And I think she left them because, they required vaccines and she left. Now she has her own show and she's like, you know, she goes, the liberal elites hate you. She goes, but what you need to do, she goes, if you need uh, support, blah, blah, blah. She goes, go to blah, blah, blah dot com and you can get this and use promo code. Blue. And it was all these. Ad- and I was like, going, oh. it's the same. It's it's their modern um, TV like, evangelists. Yeah. Because less people are are religious, but everyone's political because no one will shut up about politics <laughs> in this country. So it's like they, it, they're shilling the same fucking thing. It's like the only thing – if listen to a TV evangelist. The only way to get redemption and salvation is to buy my product. Yeah. And it's the same fucking sentence with just a couple of words changed around. What was hilarious is they came across this one dude who was like – yeah, I never had to work a day in my life until about eight years ago. He goes, when the, when the government stormed, he goes, cause he had him and his partner had a gym and he goes, we did really well and it was never worried because it was something we built together, me and my partner and blah, 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 blah. He goes, and then one day the government stormed in and said that, you know, took my money, took our gym, took our, all of our equipment, you know, and just made it sound like the government one day just said, Hey, we don't like you and stormed in there. And then once he got that narrative out, they cut to news bulletin saying, um, they go, breaking news, this um, this person was um, indicted by the federal government for selling supplements that weren't guaranteed by the FDA that actually, um, that took, people took to social media to say that they were harmful. People actually ended up in the hospital. Because I, and it's funny too, is it's always like that too. Like the government, the government raided my house for literally nothing. Bro, you ain't that fly. The right. government's not going to raid your house unless you've done something. Exactly. Like no, no one believes you. No one <laughs> believes you that the FBI showed up at your house because you have a podcast that six people listen to <laughs> where you talk about conspiracy theories and shit. Hey, like, don't don't mock our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not talking cool. about you, six people. He's talking. We're cool. Okay. <laughs> Us and our six are cool. And, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you're not fucking that important. And that's that's another trope you get with these people that get you kind of feel bad for them because they get caught up in this nonsense. And it's like they lose the ability 
one one ability that I think is extremely important. I tell my kids it's extremely important to know, to recognize and and be able to adjust when you are being a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Everyone's an asshole sometimes, right? But you can't. You have to fight that urge that everybody does. So many people do <laughs> to just start justifying being an asshole. There's never a justification for being an asshole because if you're right, you're not an asshole. Right. So if you're an asshole and everyone says you're an asshole, maybe <laughs> you should take a look at the mirror and find out why you're a fucking asshole. W- but the thing is, is now that's counterculture to these people. Like, oh, they think I'm they think I'm a piece of shit because I'm going against the norm. It's it's really weird. It's almost like you could think of um intellectual being in like intellectual debate as if it was a tangible thing okay like let's say intellectual debate was like a tool of some of some kind but you have to be very skilled like to use the tool okay and then you just gave it to a bunch of idiots (laughs) who don't know how to do because you have these people and not everyone's intellectual i'm not very intellectual like whatever you know but don't talk about something unless you fucking know not only your side in and out, but also the other side. And that's that's the key that a lot of people miss is they'll know their side, but they know nothing <laughs> about the other side. Yeah, because because uh, apparently and then he mentions this other dude. He goes that he's giving away this liquid that's supposed to you drink and it cleans out your insides, cures autism, cures cancer, oh, cures, shit. you know, cures covid cures everything under the i you know will basically make you superman and he says that he goes yeah he goes i mean i could get arrested for uh i this guy he goes that i'm that he's friends with he's in jail because he was giving it away and they arrested him for giving it away that's all he was doing he wasn't making any money off it he was giving away cut to news broadcast this and his two sons were arrested because they were selling this illegal drug that was actually not FDA approved, made bogus claims about, you know, curing cancer and autism and, you know, all this stuff. And they gave it to people for a donation. And I was like, they were selling it. That's selling it. I go, you're not, I go, I go, you think you guys are over here out there? Like, oh, he gave it for no reason. You know, he just handed it out. He goes, I could go to jail for just handing it out. I'll and, give you I'll give you holy water if you donate to the church. It's the same yeah. fucking thing. Evangelists And do, it's just as foul. Yeah, evangelists do the same thing like, you know, I you know, I'm my teaching is so important to you that if you uh, any a donation of $25 or more, you can get my new book. And they always pray on the same kind of people, people that aren't necessarily stupid, but they don't have the intellectual training you know what i mean like to to discern when someone is fucking with you and i've noticed that it's it's harder to trick someone in a city someone who grew up in a city than someone who grew up in the country or in the in the suburbs or something because in the in this in the smaller towns the smaller areas we're mostly republican which i don't know maybe there's a maybe there's a correlation i don't know um (laughs) but it's easier because their world is so small. They don't have to deal with so many different ideas. They can't shut them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you and I, we grew up in, in two very large cities in this country. And 
you had to learn how to communicate with <laughs> everyone. You know what I mean? And it you start to not give a fuck about the little shit. And you start to tell when somebody's trying to sell you fucking snake oil. Well, one of the one of the things that I was reading, somebody was some psychologist was was talking about. He goes, one of the bigger reasons why evangelicals are susceptible to um, conspiracy theories and stuff like that is because their basis in their belief is faith based. Yeah. And it's like no facts, nothing like that. It's faith that, you know, from the Bible, it's this. We take it literally in some instances, but not literally in others, because, you know, there's that fine gray area that people like to believe in. And that, you know, because I I'm a Christian to a point where I don't take everything at face value. I don't believe the Bible is literal. Um, you know, to me, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or Hindu, whatever, believe whatever the hell you want. Just don't hurt anybody. And then when I hear these things of like, and they also had this one preacher who preaches hate, basically, that he's the one that wanted, that believes that, you know, um, you know, he's like anti-mask and he goes, we're setting up for war. God wants us to set up for war. We're going to go to battle for these things. And, you know, when he's talking about it, I go, no, that's not the Bible. But I noticed when he's at his podium, he doesn't have the Bible with him. He's at an empty podium. Or what he doesn't need it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and he's over there. He goes, when God touched me for this, I'm like, no, that's not how this works, dude. I go, you know, and it's just like, you know, and he's like, the reason people come here is because their church gave in to the whole COVID thing and lockdowns and stuff like that. And they wanted someone who who was just who had the balls. And and basically I go, oh, I see where this is going. You're using the religion to self-aggrandize yourself. You yeah, want course. to be popular. And this is the most susceptible group of people because the fact is wolf, that they— Wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, because, they, because they're open to this, oh, yeah, I just believe it on faith that this is true. Ergo, this is fact. And right. I was like, yeah, that's really it's because I have— you know, And then I, you also have evangelicals. And I say evangelical. I'm not saying every evangelical Christian is a whack job. I'm just saying that every whack job is an evangelical. <laughs> um, but the evangelicals I notice read the Bible differently, right? So my family is Catholic. Um, I have a Catholic background. I I'm not practicing Catholic, but I for the for the all my Christian traditions are Catholic. And um, well, you're Irish, I, so you know, right? And I notice that. <laughs> The relationship with the Bible and the relationship with God is different than in the in Catholicism versus evangelical. Even even the major the major um, all the major Christian sects are different from the smaller ones, the 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 Bible thumping ones, quote unquote, because they read the Bible the most. But they don't read it in the same way. I'm trying to frame this perfectly. So, like, I'll read the Bible. I read it occasionally, okay? Um, I'm reading it, and I'm I'm getting what the text is saying. And I, just like anything, you're reading it and you're getting it. I've seen a lot of evangelical Christians that are reading it, but they're looking for something specific while they're reading it. Yeah. So whatever their political leaning or whatever they feel, like – you have, and that's how they justify. Well, the Bible says this, this, and this, because the Bible, unfortunately, is a little vague yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so you, you've had people justify racism, 
uh, bigotry, beating women, all kinds of wacky shit from that same tome. And it's like none of you are reading it. You're just using it. I think, yeah, the biggest difference the, the biggest difference is when you're reading the Bible, what you're taking away from the Bible, you're right. you're absorbing the message versus what you're actually reading. You're it, you're are you are you reading it to listen to what it's saying, or are you reading it to find ammunition to get it? Because if you're doing that, you're already fucking up. Yeah, because that's not what it's for. Because <laughs> if you look at like let's just say one particular, I, and this is just not any specific story. I'm just making this up just yeah. for people with context. Um, is oh well. You know, this whole part of the Bible was about David's desire to do something like this, but God's telling him to do something different. And this is what happens when he went against God. Ergo, somebody else who reads it and goes, look, David didn't like these people, so he slaughtered them. That's what we have to do. Right. That's just like, you're like... And it's like David did... David had this altercation thousands of years ago yeah. <laughs> in a di- completely different world. Also, if you're Christian, like if you're truly a Christian, you're supposed to view, and no disrespect to our Jewish friends, but you're supposed to view the Old Testament more of a historical record and and not even truly that, like just inspirational stories. That's another weird thing where evangelicals take everything literally, like you could, you really take Adam and Eve literal? It doesn't make any sense. Well, what's hilarious about that whole thing is that you have, oh, well, you know, the New Testament, because people people don't seem to understand is that there was a point that you, before Jesus, you couldn't be a Christian unless you were a Jew. That's why right. the Torah exists, which is the Old Testament. That is why that happens. When Jesus came and Jesus it allowed— It was for everybody. It was for everybody. It was for gen, all non-Jews. But what I find so interesting is that, okay, the New Testament is supposed to be for Christians. you know. So, okay, we do that, except when there are things that we don't like or not supposed to have, then we go to the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament says this. The Old Testament says that. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. And my, my, wife's, my wife's mother's religion— is that it's they it's basically Jehovah Witness, but it's like a Jew for Jesus kind of thing, and they believe all the <laughs> Jehovah Leviticus Witness plus. stuff. <laughs> Jehovah well, they, Witness Plus, <laughs> yeah, basically they believe all the all the Leviticus stuff. And I remember when I went, and I'm like, "Why are you doing that?" And they're like, "Well, it says it here. Don't you read the Bible?" And I'm like, "I mean, I read it, but I don't know why you're. This is for the Jewish people." And they go, "What do you mean?" I said. All of the stuff in the Old Testament, all every all the rules, it's just an historical account of what God told the Israelites. It's not for you. It, it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Again, no disrespect to my Jewish friends, especially with all the fucking bullshit that's going on in the, in the news. I want to make perfectly clear <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect the homies out here. I'm just saying if you're a Christian, why – are you f- saying I can't eat pork? If you don't want to eat pork, don't eat pork. But don't tell me that I'm going to go to hell if I eat pork. First of all, it doesn't say you're going to go to hell if you <laughs> eat pork, and, and even in the Leviticus. <laughs> so it's like it's crazy to me. And it, well, it's not really crazy. It's cherry picking. It people want to pull evangelical Christians or just whack job Christians want to pull from the Old Testament because it's more fire and brimstone. The New Testament is a completely different text it's 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 a it's a more personal conversation 
it's almost like Jesus is not just talking to his disciples. He's talking to everyone that's reading it. He's like, be, you know, and he's very, Jesus, <laughs> it's a lot of things. It's very vague. It's not very specific. But if you, if you pay attention, you'll get the vibe. And, and basically he's saying, don't be a dick. Yeah. It's the, you know? it's that whole but Bill, it's that not, whole Bill and Ted thing. Just be cool to one another. If you, it, one thing that I've noticed when people are weaponizing the Bible, they don't use the red text. Hmm. You can't weaponize Jesus's words. It, it's impossible because unless, he didn't weaponize it. Unless you crop it. Unless you crop it, yeah. you're fucking with it. And then you're going to have to deal with the maker when you're done. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I think plagiarizing <laughs> Jesus is, is, is up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they love to pull from the Old Testament because the Old Testament is very dire. Because the Israelites were in the mix, bro. There was a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. You know, and then Moses and this and that. But it's um it's crazy to me. It's crazy, and and I've I've ended so many religious arguments with evangelicals. Well, like, well, it says in in this, and they'll reference the Old Testament. I just immediately go, it's the Old Testament. Why would you Why would you listen to that? Are you Jewish? <laughs> if you're not Jewish, then it's not even it's not even the Old Testament. It's the Torah. Yeah. Like, what what are you doing? And then they'll be like, but but it's it's the Word of God. I'm like, it's skip skip a few chapters. The <laughs> short part in the end, that's you. It's not even the long one. Just stay over here. It's it's funny too because like. Lewis Black used to say, like, he goes, to all my Christian friends, he goes, stop, stop with the Old Testament. That's more my thing. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and I think the Old Testament has a lot to offer, you know, with parables. But that's the thing is you have to realize they're parables. Right. You know, like, yeah, there's the, there's the big stories, Moses and stuff like that. But the, there's like Job. I've had so many people say that the book of Job is, is real and that the devil and God had a wager. I'm like, No. It's a parable. It's supposed to teach you something. And you're not learning anything because you're trying to ground the story. So you're not you're not reading it correctly. If people are strange. Like you should never read anything with a preconception. Like, oh, I've never read this important text before. I'm gonna come up with what it's saying before I read it. <laughs> right. What the fuck? It's <laughs> like watching the movie before you read the book. Literally. Well, that's like some of these and I know this is going to sound a really weird transition, but it's like those people that do movie reactions. I understand you're supposed to talk through some of the movie because of the fact that, you know, copyright flags and right, stuff like right, that. Right. But you're not enjoying the movie. You're sitting there and I see this happen. A lot of them, they're trying to guess what's going to happen next. And I'm like, you're not enjoying this. You're trying to figure out what's going to happen instead of actually taking in what is like, happening. Um, critics. Yeah. A lot of critics don't watch movies. To, they watch it to pick it apart. Yeah. I mean, look at we were talking about um, Black Adam the uh, the other day, and uh, and we'll talk about it in more detail next podcast. But um, you have a thirty percent critic review on Rotten Tomatoes, a ninety percent <laughs> in the audience. What the fuck? Right. It's because the critics are not. Well, obviously Marvel's buying reviews, but <laughs> um, no, it's it's because. And you can listen to that on our uh, on our tinfoil podcast. <laughs> and I and I've always said, if you want to get the feelers out, and you, and you know some 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 review sites that are at least somewhat reputable. Um, actually, lately IGN's been doing a lot better than they than they're historically known for. Um, I don't always agree with them, but. <laughs> You know, as long as it's not a Call of Duty game. Don't, yeah, I was don't about trust, don't I, trust IGN with a Call of Duty. Game. I was about to say, <laughs> but their movie reviews, reviews and TV show reviews seem to be what the general population would agree with. Like they gave they gave an eight to um, She Hulk. That sounds about right. 
You know what I mean? So it's like whatever, wherever you get your reviews. But a lot of reviews, they don't watch these things like we're watching them. Like they were like, oh, um, Black Adam was heavy was heavy on action but low on plot. First of all, it was not low on plot. And second of all, why would you complain about action? It had just as much action in it as most Marvel movies that everyone was sucking fucking Disney's dick over. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not I'm not harping on Marvel or Disney by saying that. I'm just saying there's the critical eye is a biased eye sometimes. And some of these critics you can tell. That's why I don't fucking trust any critics. They're wacky. They're just people. There's no way to be a professional critic. Well, as the as the saying from Guinan, if I can pull a Star Trek uh, quote here. Oh, of course you can. If a man is convinced he's going to die, he is going to find a way to make it happen. Ergo, if you are going into not like a movie, you will find every reason not to like it. Exactly. But a but a tr- but a true person, like. The original Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes, the reboot, not not the not the say hi to for me kind of re- hey. uh, not that one, um, <laughs> the the legit one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the legit one with. Uh, um, I'm that, just saying the ma- the makeup in, in the fucking in the Wahlberg one was amazing. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he looked gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> um, but in in the Matt Reeves version. I went in because I was tainted by the bad remake of Tim Burton. Um, I went in to not like this movie. I was purposely going in there to not like this movie. Yeah. But quarter way through act one, I was like, suddenly I'm going, I'm like, oh, this is actually good. Like I'm invested in it. And by the end of the movie, I was like, this was, this was great. I love the way they did this one. But you know, if, it, if I went in there as, certain critic i would have been like oh this was this this was that this is this this is that if you actually don't go- tell me and and i'm sorry go ahead I, i'm sorry oh, i was just gonna say you know and and there's a lot of people that do that that go in there to hate things and it's just like nah calm the fuck down people we need to right you know and to build on that point and we all joke around say marvel's buying review i'm just kidding of course <laughs> but um but he's really not <laughs> don't tell me that these crit some of these critics they don't they don't you think they don't know they'll get more clicks with a negative review? Come oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, bro. You know, and especially like with a DC movie. And you know, DC's had some shitty movies. I I've seen Black Adam. I don't think it was one of them. I enjoyed the movie. But of course some critics are going to cuz that's the default. They're going to get a lot of people that want their bias to be confirmed. Yeah. It's the same with Marvel. Mar- I've seen some Marvel movies that weren't I I don't think Marvel's made a horrible movie, but they've made some movies that were kind of mediocre, you know, whatever. Um, Thor 3, perfect one. I think that was kind of mediocre. You know, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was all right. Um, And I I saw some, not all critics were being disingenuous, but there were some that were like, this is still fucking great and blah, blah, blah. Because people want to see that. You mean Thor 4? Whichever Thor it was. The, The most recent one you're talking about? No, no, no! I'm talking about the third one, the one that no one liked, the um, the one with the elves in it, the dark elves. Oh, the second one. Is that the second one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, but yeah, keep so, the movies right, dude. <laughs> I apologize. You know, <laughs> some I, I honestly, just like the news, just like some news, not all, but some news, 
you the negativity is there because that's what people will click on because as a species we respond to negative stimuli right it's it is what it is and we all do it just like steve admitted that he went into that movie fully ready to hate it i've done that too we all have that bias but you have to work to to not let it overtake you or you're gonna fucking hate everything that's why i title my reviews this movie made my dick hard <laughs> and it's right. just you know and they're like going, oh my god he got that from the troll movie what the yeah. fuck happened and they, especially the troll movie. <laughs> 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 all right and i don't even know where we are i have been rambling today. um and lastly, I just started rewatching Battlestar Galactica for some reason. I was just like, you know what, I got the original or the or the new one. Uh, the yeah, the new one, the two, yeah. the two thousand one. Um, I have the the old one. I think I'm not sure if that one's on Peacock. I I just started to explore Peacock, um, uh, because I have it, and I'm like going, you know, I, and you know, even if you get the five six dollar version that has commercials, bro, it's nothing like hulu like the it, commercials are fine the commercials are fine it's like one maybe two mm-hmm. you know commercials in there and it's just like and they're seamless so it's not quite as jarring um so it actually it actually works out pretty well so that's that's pretty much why i was watching shadowlands and re- watching battlestar but i'm watching battlestar and i'm looking at these i'm like god everybody looks so young particularly six. Oh my god that woman still looks gorgeous but um you know and guys is just Guy, I don't care. I I know we're supposed to. He's supposed to be snake and weaselly, but I love guys. <laughs> yeah, he played that character great. He was great, and he played Picard's father really well too. I thought. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that all, was cool. All right, so um, really quickly, we'll touch into some news. Um, so this one's really quick. I'm sure all of you have heard. Um, Henry Cavill officially announced that he is coming back as Bat uh, as Batman as Superman in via his Instagram. He waited till I mean everybody already kind of knew this because The Rock spoiled it. You know everybody go home. The Rock spoiled it for everyone. Um, but he actually um, confirmed it on his Instagram. He said he waited till the weekend after everybody went to go see uh, to see uh, Black Adam to confirm that he's. Which you means know. Warner Brothers told him to wait until after. <laughs> <laughs> we understand Marvel has a problem with Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo. Don't don't be Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> trying to get out ahead of it. Well, the problem is, is if if their Tom Holland is Henry Cavill, who's gonna fucking check him, bro? I'm not gonna fucking check him. <laughs> All he has to do is cock those arms, and everybody's like, "Okay, you For know real? what we." Words were said. Words were said. Mr. Uh, Mr. Cavill, sir, uh, you leaked a big part. He's like, and? and like, uh, nothing. I Thank you, actually. I just <laughs> <laughs> he just turns and goes, <laughs> with his arms. And they're like, going, you know what? And you know what? Give the script out. Go ahead. Read the script. Do a script yeah. reading. You know, so everybody Why can. Why did you spoil the end? Actually, it's, just, it's easier, you know. Someone's <laughs> um, arguing. Fuck, you want me to tell Superman? It's like this. He's an actor. No, this fucker's Superman. Okay, I'm not exactly. Doing he has transcended. He's Superman now. There's no. There is no Henry Cavill. Someone's gonna get him an internet. Excuse me, Mr. Kent. I mean, um. it's what? It, uh, what was it? It's like uh, in Ghostbusters. No, uh, no Dana. Only Zool. That yeah, kind of thing. Right. Like, no Cavill. Only, only, Ka- only Kal-El. I heard. Oh, real quick, because um, you didn't put this on here, and we're talking about Henry Cavill. It's actually leaving The Witcher. Yeah. Um, he's being replaced by um a good actor. He's being replaced <laughs> by uh, Thor's brother. Um, 
But um, what's so funny? I just, it's to me, it's like when I heard it was like, yeah, Henry Cavill's leaving The Witcher and he's going to be replaced by Liam Helmsworth. And I'm like, that's like getting like Doritos and then you're just go oh, here's a bag of tortilla chips it does it's stupid it's like i look at it i was like oh god it sounds it sounds it almost sounds like we have the grade a witcher and then another studio does a cheaper version and liam helmsworth is that cheaper version well the the problem is is henry cavill's actually a a big lover of the books of the original books um and they're saying this is rumors of course but he the the show has been deviating from the books as shows do but i guess it's i haven't watched it but i guess the show's been deviating quite a bit and it's getting worse and worse and the rumor is that he's leaving because of that creative differences like he doesn't want to be involved in the project anymore because he doesn't (laughs) recognize it um but yeah he gave uh he gave him a a send-off and said that it's in talented hands and you know very diplomatic Hmm. uh and that was it. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that bad of a replacement. But well, okay. I mean, you look at Henry Cavill, and then it's like, I mean, yeah, if but it was for that character, I but mean, that character is not Superman. He's not supposed to be massive. If it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, you know, um, Henry, like Cav- Henry Cavill's leaving, and he's being replaced by Chris Helmsworth, you'd be like, okay, all right, I can see that. But it's like not it's, his wiry little brother. Yeah, you know about it. Yeah, you know it's like <laughs> you're acting like they're like, hey, um, this is like back in the '80s. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been replaced for Conan uh, by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Gonna go in there and play it. <laughs> Imagine. No, it it'd be it, yeah. I mean, it'd be like yeah, you know. We're bringing back Conan, and unfortunately, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's not going to be involved, so we're going to replace him with Mark Paul Gossler from Saved by the Bell. It's like, what? <laughs> like Trying to get the younger crowd in, you know. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Um, one of the things that I thought was great with uh, getting back to the Henry Cavill thing for one last bit yeah. um, was that he, you know, in his Instagram post, he said, you know, the dawn of hope is renewed, but he also he also claimed that we're going to have a a happier more joyful version of superman a more superman superman yeah basically the one that you know we all kind of were waiting for you know is so because he's always been a big fan of superman too and he's a nerd bro oh i love i love henry cavill he's the shit dude when he's the king of the nerds right now when he does youtube or tiktok videos of him building his fucking computer you're like, wow, this dude is just a straight nerd. <laughs> I told my wife one time because I was showing her that video. I said, yeah, everyone freaking out because she thinks Henry Cavill's cute, you know. Yeah. And um, and I go, he looks just like me, huh? Building that computer. And she goes, sure, babe, <laughs> just like you. Like I, I told Adam before uh, before the podcast, I, I rewatched uh, Man of Steel. Um, and... Every time he comes out of the ocean after saving those dudes on that oil rig and he comes up out of the water and he gra- steals those clothes, I always see him and then I always just mentally feel inferior about my own body when I look at his. You know, I remember watching that in movie theaters and, and seeing him come out and you hear like the girls like the girls literally fucking panties drop. You hear guys go as they're sucking in their gut, you know, because <laughs> seeing. That's when, but that's when you know. Like Henry Cavill, we're we're doing a fair amount of dick riding right now, so we'll <laughs> stop after this. But um, Henry Cavill is one of those actors or, or famous people or whatever who 
who they used to call like a man's man. So like all the girls obviously love him. But like even dudes, the dudes look up to him like full on adults would be like, man, fucking Henry Cavill is shit. Bro. You know what I mean? Like and it's it's kind of crazy when a dude transcends into that. Like George Clooney was like that, too. Yeah. Back in the day where dudes didn't hate like unless you were an incredibly insecure twat. <laughs> you know, I still like, ever, I still like said him. they if anyone was like, I fucking I hate Henry Cavill, like, bro. Just it's going to be okay. Do some words of affirmation in the morning or something. I don't know. Well, the thing is, is that like geeks look up to him because Warhammer, like you hear that he was late to his. If you hear the story that he was late to his Superman audition because he was playing WoW. Yeah, he's playing World of Warcraft. He almost didn't answer the phone. Yeah, and and he because he was playing World of Warcraft. You see the videos of him playing, of building his computer. I saw the one time he fucked up where he's like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to put that the other way," you know, (laughs) like which we all do, by the way. I saw someone clowning because he it was online and he did that little mess up and they had clipped it and he goes, "Oh, he doesn't even know what he's doing." And I I responded on a YouTube video. (laughs) I usually don't. I said, "If you." Or if you were saying you've never made a mistake building a computer, then you've never built one. <laughs> Mistakes yeah. happen constantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And then you got to <laughs> take something off and turn it around or whatever. Uh, but um, so to piggyback on that, the big story of the week yes, sir. was James Gunn being co-CEO of DC fucking studios. See, I didn't even know it went that far. I thought he was just making some movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was co-CEO. I was like, holy okay. shit. James Gunn and producer uh, Peter Zephram, um have been tagged to co-chair and co-CEO DC Studios. Oh, yeah, um, because they were – DC Studios is a new thing because it yeah. used to just be Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah, they had DC Films, but it was under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Right. So they basically did – Zaslev actually did what we have been saying. Yeah, they have their own studio now it, that's going to be run by DC people. Yeah, if you listen to the 450 episodes previously, we've always mentioned that DC... Every single episode. <laughs> every single episode, even if it didn't fit. You know, it's like Kim Kardashian, by the way, DC needs to be his own studio. <laughs> even if you didn't hear it, if you play some episodes backwards, <laughs> you'll hear it. <laughs> you know how everything plays at 45? If you slow it down to 35... Mm-hmm. You can hear it. Um, and, you know, we had been saying this for a long time is that they need to do Marvel. They need to be their own company like Marvel. And I mean, but the thing is, is that they don't have all the executives above. It's them. And then they answer to, I think, one other exec, but it's like right under Zaslav. So and the way Zaslav is like. He's he's overseeing it. Yeah, you got to get through him. He's Caesar. He's Caesar in this That's whole right. thing. Um and uh, so they uh, basically how it's working is, and if you don't know Peter Zafram, most of the most successful DC movies, Shazam, Aquaman, uh, the newer ones, the newer ones, uh, the the new Suicide Squad. Wasn't he involved in Black Adam too? He, I yeah, I think so. I think, I think he might so have been. too. Um, he was he produced that. So Zaf, um, Zafram is going to handle the production side. So he's going to handle. All the, uh, all the, the money and the, you know, the, the, the business side of the, of that, while Gunn is going to handle the creative side. So he's going to work more closely with, you know, getting, you know, uh, projects off the ground. Um, he's currently finished, he's currently doing, uh, Peacemaker, 
the second season, which mm-hmm. I'm excited for. I am too. That um, was an amazing show. That's a great show. Um, and uh, one of the things that I, I thought was kind of interesting was somebody had said like, so that means we're not going to see much in way of Marvel. If you've read the article, he's exclusive to DC for four years. Yes, So sir. he's going to be helming a lot of stuff, which, you know, they, they, and the, the funny thing was, is that like he go like him and, and, um, him and, um, Zafram start tomorrow as CEOs, like November 1st is when they start. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then the heavy Henry Cavill news came out. So everybody's thinking like, I think they're going to just start go get the ball rolling. Um, and, uh, so this is this is actually really cool. I'm I'm I I'm really into it. It's funny too because um uh one of these shows that I listen to that does entertainment stuff, they go um they go the one guy that pulled the the rumor was this is one guy that pulled gun to um DC was Alan Horn, who used to work at Disney and then he left Disney and now he works at Warner Brothers. Fun fact Alan Horn is the one who fired James Gunn after that Tweetgate thing came out mm. and then rehired him. So, you know, um, they thought that was kind of, they thought that was kind of fun. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you know, like you're seeing articles of like, oh yeah, DC gut punched Marvel and stuff like that. And James Gunn came out and says, I don't understand what people are talking about. The first person I called aside from my parents was, was Kevin Feige. Goes, it's that it's that DC versus Marvel bullshit, yeah. bro. Nobody cares about all that shit. James Gunn's done plenty of work for Marvel. Hey, how many fucking Guardians of the Galaxy movies are they going to make? Like, come on. Yeah, and and he had said that after the third movie, it was that was going to be his last Guardians. Um, and they said that there was there seemed that I they said that there was um, before he got fired from uh, Marvel um, that. Um, several years ago that Feige was working with him to possibly make him um, somebody to work under Feige for Marvel Studios. Um, well, they missed that opportunity, I yeah, guess. But yeah. And I, they're doing fine. Yeah. But uh, but even and then when they asked Feige, Feige goes, yeah, he called me and told me, he goes, I'm going to be the first in line to see what he comes up with. And I was yeah. like, because that's Feige. You know, Feige worked for DC. People forget that he he worked on the original Superman movie with Jeff Johns. So, you know, people need to fucking calm the fuck down. And, um, but, uh, I just ignore it now to be honest. Oh, yeah. It's like, whatever. You guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pretty you're much. upset just to be upset. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, it's a big conspiracy. So, other than, other than Marvel buying, um, reviews, that's accurate. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what they come up with. Um, and uh, but they said that he's going to mostly be on the production or is going to be on the creative side. He may do a project, you know, sometime during that. But most likely he's just going to be he's going to be, you know, making D.C. a powerhouse. And so I'm excited for it. the one cool thing I like about him. And one of the guys said this uh, that I watched. He said he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes. The thing about James Gunn is he brings out characters. You're like, What? He goes, when I heard they were going to do a Peacemaker movie, yeah. they go, after the shit he did in the Suicide Squad, I was like, really, we're going to have a TV? He goes, best fucking TV show they've ever done. You know, he goes, the new Suicide Squad movie that they made, you know, that he that he did. It was kind of like, because even I was like, going, oh, we're going to reboot the Suicide Squad. 
so much better than the first one, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really, really curious to see how this turns out, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's definitely somebody who um, who's a fan but also has a, has a knack for knowing what an audience is going to enjoy watching. We may, I think get, we may get that Calendar Man movie that you've been looking for, dude. yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, that was something that Snyder was missing. He was a fan, but he had no idea what audiences wanted to watch. You know, and it's it's uh, it's a shame. But the um, I'm I'm excited to see. I think I think this is a good start. I think DC's in a good place right now, and I think the smartest thing, even beyond Gun, the smartest thing that DC Studios get get out from under. I know Warner Brothers still signing the checks, just like Disney signing Marvel's checks. But let's get the creative teams more focused, and we don't have some fucking cigar chompers down there trying to tell <laughs> tell everybody what Superman should wear. Right. You know? Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that that's cool. I'm really excited for that. I can't wait for that. I can't yeah. wait to start seeing um, the new the new version of, of DC. Um, yes, sir! <laughs> um, as far as I'm concerned, the DC universe started with Black Adam, and then we're, uh, we're moving on. Well, that's kind of what people were saying, is that Black Adam seems to be that reboot, you know. Yeah. The, 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 it is. It's. It feels like a soft reboot because yeah. they're still keeping. And that was another smart thing is that they're keeping what worked. You know, Cavill's still Superman. There's also some other stuff in the in the Black Adam movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, spoil. And this this one isn't a spoil because most people saw that post credit scene. Waller. I'm glad they're keeping Waller. I like. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's amazing. I love Vi- I, I love Viola Davis as Waller. Yeah, she's she's that she's she's in it for a brief moment, but her much like that actress and everything, she only needs a brief moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's an amazing actress. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's good, man. I'm t- I'm telling mm. you, I, I'm really mm. like I'm low key fucking shitting on myself mm. because I'm I'm just. It's hard, you know. Like Steve and I, Is Steve it? and I, well, <laughs> Steve and I have discussed this in the past, and I won't dwell on this too much. But you know, you have you have two kids, you know, Steve and Adam, right? <laughs> and one one's a huge Marvel fan, the other one's a huge DC fan. One gets to watch all of his childhood dreams come true in the fucking big screen while the other one gets to watch it all get fucking shit on and dragged through the mud and i'm just sitting here quietly like what's gonna be my day but keep in mind i mean people always sit there go fucking marvel fans you know it's like bro before 2008 there was a lot of shit Marvel movies Absolutely. out there. Daredevil, bro. Daredevil. I mean, let's. I Blade mean, was fire, though. I'm gonna keep it 100. The old, the old the, Blade with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. Blade with Wesley um, Snipes. I mean, we've had. Ghost. But Marvel made the mistake of selling off the yeah. the rights to a lot of their their movies. The, the only thing we had to cling to was the original Spider Man movie, Spider Man and Spider Man Two with Toby. Like yeah. as Marvel fans, we were like, oh yes, finally a good Spider Man movie. The thing is, I went to all the Marvel movies. I loved all of them. I went to the DC movies. You know, and, you know, I went to the DC movies, and I probably liked the DC movies more than I should have, <laughs> just because I'm. I wanted, I wanted to. <laughs> you know, I wanted well, so bad. It's funny. But as I look back on it, I'm like, God, those movies suck. <laughs> Except for Man of Steel. Man of Steel was good. It wasn't perfect, but it was I mean, good. <laughs> it's no Green Lantern, but you know, Green Lantern um, was the best. Of them all. <laughs> I actually laughed a lot in Green Lantern, but I was laughing because it was kind of dumb. Yeah. And one of the things that, like, you know, a couple of my friends were all 
DC, we're all Marvel fans and we'd go see DC movies and you know we'd hear the DC fans going oh this was shit oh my god it was and we're like we enjoyed it because we've already been there you know it's like right. as Marvel fans it's like we've been there we know that how shitty these these movies can get and so we have the MCU now but it took a long time for us to get there you know so I mean and DC and DC had the best movies before yes it, you know, it's it's people forget shit. People only want to remember shit that happened within those five years of where there exists. Like well, the I was born, Batman I, movies. I was born only five years ago. How am I supposed to know what happened before? Exactly. That? <laughs> how and how have we all forgotten the movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked that movie, but I was a little kid when it came out. Um, <laughs> or what was that? Uh, what was that? Um, Jonah Hex. Um, that was. Uh, Jonah Hex. I actually like that movie too. It's all right. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was Jonah Hex, wasn't he? Yeah. And Megan Fox. And he was really good as Jonah Hex. And Megan Fox was hot <laughs> as shit in that movie. But the movie was just kind of shit. But <laughs> but Josh Brolin was a shit. Thanos was out there fucking hitting it. But like like I said, and I've checked people too because you have these fanboys, bro. On both sides of the coin. But some of these Marvel fanboys, oh, DC don't do nothing. They need to stick to writing comics. I'm like, the entire 90s with the cartoons, bro. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. The only cartoon that was fire on Marvel's side was X-Men and Spider-Man. And those were fire. We talked Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman the Animated. See, I could go on. Please and don't. It's, <laughs> everyone's, had, everyone's had their strengths. Hey, you know what hey, I mean? hey, but, hey, hey. X-Men Animated Series. Fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> the X-Men anime series is fire. I watched that shit too. <laughs> but technically, was that a Marvel show or a Fox show? It was. I'm an, just kidding. It was a Marvel it show. It was a Marvel because it was animated, yeah. Yeah, yeah they own the animation. Yeah. Um, so, lastly, Elon's Big Week. So. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a children's book. I know. That's, that's what it should be. Elon's Big Week. <laughs> yes. And it. If in case you've never seen how much people don't like Elon Musk, <laughs> you should have seen it this week because people were pitchforking it up on uh, Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I'm I haven't really noticed the difference. Uh, it's funny too because now that Elon has has uh, you know taken over, and when I say Elon, I mean Elon Musk. For those of you that know Abla, um, it's. Funny because of the, the f- only Elon you know. So I don't want to <laughs> don't anyone send an email talking shit. Um, the, the funny thing about it is that so you know some news reports said that oh the N word popped up five hundred percent more in, in since Elon took over. I go well that's people trying to push the buttons there because right. you know um, and of course you know everybody's it, the N word is also all over Twitter because <laughs> black people are allowed to use it. I'm serious. No, I see I, the N word on Twitter constantly. Um, but the funny thing is, is that a lot of actual media, when they say, yeah, you know, Twitter is getting all of this, but let's keep in mind that most people don't use Twitter. So this is just <laughs> rancor within the Twitter verse. And I, and it's like, and if you're one of those people that don't know what Twitter is, God bless you. You know, and I'm, I'm hearing this on this, that it's kind of like it, you know, people are making this a bigger deal than it is. Um, to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, see what happens, whatever happens. Um, however, um, 
uh, Elon is considering people paying for the blue check mark now um, because yeah, I have I have mixed feelings so, on that. So really quickly, this came out on Monday. Is that um, Twitter? So they have a the if you if you're if you don't know, Twitter has a blue subscription service. The part of the blue subscription service, um, aside from you know whatever little benefits you get, you get to edit your tweets, which I think is fucked. That everyone should be able to. Edit everybody should be able to edit Facebook. Well, the, the benefit of the blue check mark to me always was if you see Ryan Reynolds and the blue check mark is next to it, you know that's his official Twitter right. account. But what? Yeah, and what I was getting to is the fact that now Elon wants to charge everyone so celebrities politicians journalists um to get that blue check mark and a lot of celebrities are like fuck you i'm not paying for that and here's the bigger thing is that the subscription plan is five was five dollars a month it's going to go to 20 <laughs> 20 dollars a yeah. month and um they the problem the problem with elon musk and i don't i'm not a huge fan of elon musk, but i also don't hate him as much as people do i think people People are on their own bandwagons on either side of that coin, but um, he likes to say shit. Just it seems like he's a think out loud kind of guy, <laughs> you know. Like he'll say some shit, and you're like, "Huh?" And then he kind of backpedals later. Yeah. Like, oh well, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, like that, <laughs> like, like okay, the like I do the, that too. You know, whatever. Well, like that whole thing where he tweeted out that um, that story about that um, that uh, uh, bullshit story that. Um, Pelosi's husband and the the guy that attacked him were actually gay lovers and it got out of hand um and then because it was came from an alt-right blog and then he deleted it after he got some backlash on it mm-hmm. but the whole thing with this of of the whole he wants according to um according to the verge he wants this ser- sign up service to be um uh, implemented by November 7th or the production team that's putting this together are not going to have a job. So he gave them a week deadline. He's and, running it like he runs his other companies. He does much. the same thing. Yeah. So he's also um, anybody that's a celebrity that has the blue check mark has 90 days to either sign up for the service or they lose the blue check mark, which is going to be, yeah, which was one of the things in the article that said that, that that's going to be an issue because, you know, you're going to get a lot and and they go it's going to create more bots and spam that supposedly he hates so yeah. you know we'll we'll see what happens there um and uh also this came out today he wants to bring back vine i mean vine never went away they just call it tiktok <laughs> yeah it's the same exact thing. oh yeah oh yeah it is and that's uh, what's so funny i'll tell my kids because be like tiktok's such a cool idea i'm like it's not an original idea like it's it's fine <laughs> but i mean vine did the same thing i don't know why vine fell apart to be honest uh yeah i don't understand i don't seems like everybody loves the fucking idea of short well, form videos well i think the, the difference with tiktok is the music and like you, like everybody does, like the music and the the audio stuff to it. Oh yeah, because TikTok started off as musically, it wasn't yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was musically before. Yeah, it, it has like a music background, so people yeah. do the dances and stuff. So yeah. it's very um, trendy. Yeah. So and keep in mind, Vine was shuttered in 2016, and he wants to revive it because 
you know, he pulled and people were like, oh, that'd be funny. You should totally bring it back. And he's like, why can't we make it better than TikTok? And I was like, because you can't at this point because t- i mean he he can he can make a service that's better than tiktok because tiktok has some limitations and has some things that people don't like about it yeah but the thing is is that now i mean it's like okay we have tiktok we have vine i think it'll vine will if he brought vine back it'll suffer what most of these do everybody will jump on it for a minute and then realize oh yeah okay so this is what it was i mean you have tiktok now and you have youtube shorts YouTube uh, Shorts has been doing pretty good because yeah. their monetization is better. Yeah, and so, you know, and plus, not to mention that let's let's keep in mind that the source code is still the one from 2016. Yeah, um, he wants to kind of he if it he wants to get this up and running by the end of the year. Don't think that's gonna happen, dude. Um, but you know, good luck, you chief I mean, twit, because <laughs> that's what he calls himself. Chief Twit. He calls himself Chief Twit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's appropriate. I don't know. Like I said, I don't um, I don't agree with everything he says, obviously. But I think I think hating Elon Musk is a meme at this point, because like today um, they were they were talking. Was it today? No, today was J.K. Rowling. Um, The other day they were talking. He said something like it was a joke. I don't even remember what it was. But it wasn't anything controversial. It was just a silly ass joke because we all know Elon Musk is a fucking child um, <laughs> when he's on on. A, and you know, I'm not gonna hurt the. I'm not gonna fucking make fun of the guy for having a good time. Right. But um, they were like, fucking. They were blaming him for things in the Ukraine war, and they were blaming things in China. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you people need to touch grass. Like, it's fucking crazy, bro. But um. But yeah, but you know that's the situation when you're when you're as rich as he is, and you, you have your hands in so so many things, everything you say is going to get scrutinized, and 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 um, you know, and you got to be careful. You can't just be out here acting foolish because people are going to be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, um, well, a lot of people are are, you know, because let's keep in mind that you know Elon doesn't own the company, like no. he owns a majority share of it. Yeah, and but a lot of the purchasing power came from the Saudis, which are are now has been revealed that the Saudis have helped back Elon Musk, so they own a share of Twitter now. Um, somebody else also does, and I remember they said that, but he has to answer to stockholders now, shareholders. Yeah. So you know he's going to throw everything at the wall and try to make this worth, you know, worth caring because in the end they could vote him out. Yeah, absolutely. And he's also talking about um, wanting to make Twitter an everything app. And this is a popular concept um, in Asia um, where Alibaba, I think, is that. Yeah. Yeah. So like China has like I I, I forget it might be called that, but it's an app that does literally everything like they it's their social media. It's the videos. They pay for things with it. All all kinds of shit. And it's a and here our services are much more fragmented. Um, But there's some security concerns with having everything be with one app. Um, But, you know, I'm sure smarter people are thinking about it than I. but the uh, yeah, he has a bunch of ideas. I love the one the one fucking big dick movie did though. So all the all the people that were in charge of Twitter because he he was trying to back out of buying it. 
Um, and you can you could agree with what he was doing. What he I, to me, it was just a business deal that he was trying to back out of. I don't know why everybody had their opinions on it, but whatever. Um, and he because it's only buying Twitter. It's not like he's buying Guam. Like who cares? You know what I mean? But whatever. Um, he fired everybody. <laughs> and you could tell that it was petty, bro. He's like, well, bought the company like he wanted me to. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, and I thought that was kind of a, he walked in and put his dick on the table. Um, but yeah, Elon Musk to me just makes me laugh sometimes and I don't really pay attention to what he's doing, but I always find it comical. Just the online stuff, like when people are just fucking so, it's like their personality to hate someone they've never met. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm sitting there like, you sitting here talking shit about JK Rowling you sitting here talking shit about Elon Musk, and I'm not defending them, but that's where you're putting your energy. But you got politicians down the street for you, literally fucking your life, and you you could care less. Yeah. But this is what you care about. You care you care that Elon Musk made a joke you didn't think was funny. Like get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, <laughs> him buying Twitter doesn't affect us at all. Yeah. So it's like whatever. But you know whatever. Last time I talked about Elon Musk for too long, I was uh. I was told to shut up, so I'm going to be quiet, not talk about it too much. So, <laughs> hurry up! You got oh, the mic back. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> kind of nodded off there for a minute. Um, so, all right. So, yeah. No so, free speech in this fucking. I <laughs> own half the podcast. <laughs> all right. So, lastly, douchebags of the week. So. On the Elon train, this one comes from The Verge. <laughs> Is it an electric train? <laughs> We're running a train on Elon on this one. Um, <laughs> in video circulating on Twitter Friday morning, when two men carrying boxes are seen standing near the entrance of Twitter, Twitter's uh, San Francisco building, claiming they had been laid off by Elon Musk, who officially took over the company Thursday I evening. Told you, bro. <laughs> there are plenty of problems with that. With what these two men say to reporters the more glaring is that one man identified himself as a software engineer named rahul ligma the verge has confirmed that name does not exist in twitter slack or email system ligma balls <laughs> this uh there is also no evidence that the employee list um, exists on linkedin Ligma. He doesn't even have a Twitter, which is funny. <laughs> Ligma is, of course, also an internet hoax designed to elicit a response, lick my balls, That's from right. people who are in on the joke. That didn't stop multiple outlets, including CNBC and Bloomberg, from running headlines Friday saying that laid-off Twitter employees are leaving with bot. Um, the building carrying boxes. Musk fired many of Twitter's top execs Thursday evening and has signaled that he will in fact lay off employees, but Ligma is not one of them. A spokesman for Twitter didn't respond to our request for comment. Since we're doing this, here are some of the ridiculous things said by Ligma in his box-bearing associate. It makes me worry about the future of our democracy, the future of celebrity <laughs> conservatorship. I mean, when Britney happened, uh, Michelle Obama would have um, wouldn't have happened if Elon Musk owned Twitter. Uh, Obama in two thousand eight would wouldn't have happened without Elon Musk owning Twitter. I even own a Tesla, man. I'm a big fan of clean energy, climate change, even free speech too. And then they have the video of the guys hanging out there and being mobbed by reporters. So. 
the media got owned. <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> and who's the mother of the year? <laughs> um, this one isn't even funny, but it happened literally down the street. She lives down the street. It was his wife, actually. It was not. She <laughs> lives down the street, and then in the opposite direction is where it happened. Um, so month, mother left her five-month-old baby home alone while she drank, uh, Mesa police say. It's Mesa, Arizona. Um, police said a woman left her five-month-old baby home alone Thursday in Mesa, in Mesa to go out and drink. Police stopped 23-year-old Claire Margaret uh, Meekham. Always when they got three names, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Little white trash, I'm just saying. Um, in the area of Gilbert and, and Baseline Roads after – who says it like that? <laughs> around Gilbert and Baseline Road. Um, after receiving calls around 2.20 p.m. 2.20 p.m.? Holy shit. In the middle of the fucking day. After a possible drunk driver. After being put in handcuffs for, suspect, for suspected DUI. Meekum told officers that she may have left her baby home alone, according to the court documents. Officers drove to her home in East Mesa near Signal Butte and Ray Railroad. I literally five minutes <laughs> um, and said they could hear a child crying from outside of the house. Police entered the home, got the child and then called the Department of Child Safety and waited for a family member to take custody of the baby who was in- uninjured almost said injured and fucked this whole story up. Um, <laughs> police said they checked Meekum's doorbell camera video, uh, noted that she left home at 12.44 p.m., over two hours before police located the baby. Meekum told police that she placed her child in the baby crib and didn't remember anything after that record show and that she didn't try to contact anyone to watch her child while she went out. She lives alone with the baby, and the only other person with access to the house is her mother. Meekum was arrest- arrested for DUI on child abuse charges. So, um, how do you, how's it, you don't remember if you left your kid home alone? <laughs> like, how fucked up were you? And then you look at the picture of a mugshot, she's smiling. Because she's drunk. Just, I'm like, bro, get this fucking bitch out of here. I'll tell you what, though. In a rare turn of events for Arizona, the system works. <laughs> she was arrested, and you know, hopefully, the mother's the her mother's in better shape and can take the baby so it doesn't go to the system. But fuck me, dude! I told my wife that sit down the fucking street, Lorena, and she goes, "Where did? Why does it matter where it happened?" I'm like, I don't know. It just feels more personal. <laughs> that's what like you should. Probably, that's what you should have said. It just does. <laughs> we probably shop at the same grocery store. This is trash. We've probably <laughs> passed her in the street. Yeah. I probably drank with her. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she but... probably sucked my dick. <laughs> <laughs> For fucking cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> cheeseburgers. <laughs> but all jokes aside, um, glad that she's getting punishment and that the baby's safe i mean so much can happen in two hours so much can happen in five what does she think where does she think this is the 80s i mean you could do that in the 80s <laughs> yeah you know but because 80s babies were tough bro. We, we used to just stay in a crib chill and watch a tv <laughs> cop would come in where's your mom at i don't know she went out bro no big deal. <laughs> it was funny because uh i was i was watching some tiktok video and it was getting a lot of stitches because uh this 
uninformed chick goes, you know why Gen Xers don't say anything is because they had everything handed to them. They got all this love and affection from boomers. And that's why the, and everybody they did. Yeah, and everybody, I was like, what? And then people were like, okay, they'd stitch it all. So they go, okay, obviously this person has no fucking clue what they're talking about. So let me explain to you what, how Gen Xers lived. <laughs> it's like, we, it was like fucking like, um, uh, Lord of the Flies. You know, it's just kind of like, this isn't the eighties anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say my generation was the one that started to slide into that. Don't go places, but alone or whatever. But mm-hmm. then a lot of parents in my generation overdid it. Yeah. And they like sheltered. Cause my mom would, I could go to the store or whatever, whatever. But you know, when the lights are out, you know, she didn't want me to be walking up to the store by myself or whatever. We lived in a rough neighborhood too, but, um, some people, though, even today, like I, my wife was starting to be like that. Like she didn't want the kids to ever leave that. I'm like, you're you're your mother right now because her <laughs> mother did that to her. Yeah, you know, I'm like, we can't shelter them in that. We live in a middle class <laughs> suburban neighborhood. Well, that was like like this neighborhood when I was a kid. It was you know, it was suburbia, white suburbia, and like. I, I would leave like people don't understand. And then Steve moved. In. Yeah, I I mean we're reason the property value dropped, um, but reason like the property value went up. <laughs> I would like like I would get up in the morning at like eight o'clock in the morning. I'd get on my bike and take off. I wouldn't be back till like four or five in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And my parents never really questioned me, you know, as to where I was. That's so funny. I watched the video a long time ago, and they were talking about generations, and um, they said the same thing you just said, like. You know, Gen X and before used to be gone all day on bikes and stuff. And then uh, millennials are soft because they wanted to, they were sheltered in the house. Some dude, some dude, they were in suits. I remember that. So they were important. Um, he goes, <laughs> he goes, um, it wasn't that. And millennials are the video game generation. They were in the house because they were playing fucking Super Mario Brothers all damn day for the most part. Mm. And I'm like, that's pretty true. Cause, yeah. Cause we were the first generation that video games were like the thing. <laughs> and, and my generation was the generation that would kids would disappear by vans and shit like that. You know, it's like, you know, hey, that that's be, be smarter than smart out in these streets. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was funny too, because you used to hear like, yeah, I, I feel like your generation, like in the, in the seventies and eighties, it was more dangerous for kids to be alone. <laughs> yeah. But we were also latchkey kids. I mean, uh, you remember Heather? Uh, she she got in trouble when she was nine because she almost set her apartment on fire because her mom was working, and she wanted to make hot dogs. And you know, some and uh, I think she said the bread she was trying to heat the bread, and it, I guess she left it on too long that it started to cause a fire. And her neighbor came over and you know helped put out the little fire at her, on her stove. But it was like. Oh yeah, that's kind of how it was. We were on our own. We were left to fend for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, so I leave my I leave my kids at home, but I will be honest. I I wouldn't leave my ten year old at home by herself, just because I don't know. I don't have to for one. <laughs> Got a million kids. You know. This is true. This is true. That's the that's the people think. Oh my god, it must be so difficult with that many kids. No, it's easier because <laughs> they can so look I after barely, one another. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I'm busy, they'll entertain themselves. Meh. You know what I mean? I it's I will admit Harley sometimes follows me around the house, which is fine. I don't get dog. upset. There's always a puppy know? dog. Right. And she likes to talk and blah, blah, blah. And just every once in a while, I go, sweetheart, I'm doing something. Hmm. Please give me a break. Hmm. Ten minutes. Then when she talks within five minutes, slap. 
<laughs> that was nine and a half, bitch. I told you ten. Don't be like your mother. <laughs> I remember one time she came in and I was playing a game. And she fucking little sassy asshole. <laughs> she goes, um, uh, dad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, baby, I'm busy right now. And she goes, oh, I didn't know you were working. And I, <laughs> all you hear is ding, ding, as I pause it. And I look over and go, the fuck is that supposed to mean, Harley? <laughs> she looked a little scared. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you mean I could be busy tattletailing on other people? <laughs> for real my wife's actually worse with that because she's the type of person that gets sucked into things that she's watching mm. and i'm not like i can i can talk to you while i'm watching something i don't want to <laughs> but I'll, I'll hear the person around me and stuff like that you know so i can have a conversation or i'll pause it or I'll, i always turn away from what i'm like everything's got to pause man you know what i mean like if i'm playing a game i'll just pause it right I'll just look at my kids and go what's up my wife doesn't do that because I'm busy, get away! Like, baby, watching TikTok for fuck's sake! Like, come on! Here, have a here, have a brownie. I don't want to brownie. You just eat the brownie. Suddenly, they're passed out, like Benadryl, Benadryl stuck inside the brownies. And she's sitting. In you ain't have to. You don't have to worry about fentanyl. I got fucking Benadryl, bitch. I come home, all the kids are knocked out. She's sitting in a cold, dark corner, just looking at fucking TikTok. Eyes all bloodshot. <laughs> some reasons some reason sweat coming down her brow <laughs> like, like, she actually she had an issue with it for a minute like when it first when everyone was first using i wasn't even using it like i didn't even have it and um i was like what are you doing and she's like oh, i'm just watching video i'm like lorena you were on that thing 24 7 like what the fuck <laughs> could be so interesting <laughs> and we we had a couple of conversations and one time i yelled at her because Harley had come in and she was trying to show her like her new dress or something. You know, it's a kid shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's real cute. Baby, you look nice. Just trying to tell her. And, her, and she literally did the uh-huh. Wow. All because she's watching people she doesn't know dance on the phone. <laughs> and and I, I go, Harley left and I just closed the door and locked it. And I said, if you don't stop watching that fucking phone while my <laughs> kids are talking to you, I'm going to ram it up your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> And and um, she actually she she did start to notice like she still looks I do too, but it's when nothing's going on. Yeah, you know now if the kids come in she'll stop it and she'll listen to them like don't fucking <laughs> don't you and she apologized to all the kids didn't apologize to me because of course not. <laughs> come on. Thanks for tuning in. We have no ads so we can be editorially independent. And we can only do that with your support. So if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on that donate button. If you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your friends. Rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Never trust somebody who says trust me. And you can check out all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, The Away Team, which is our Star Trek-centric podcast. We recap each episode of Trek in canonical order with a bit of a twist. And you can find it pretty much wherever you found this one. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking, so you don't have to. <laughs>